Hey, it's Dave Torres, real, real estate agent. So it's just a couple of agents that will sit around and talk about actual, honestly, God, like real estate stuff, not the you know fancy bullshit that everybody else seems to talk about. Okay, because this, okay. this is actually how the whole podcast is. Oh, like everything that you were just talking about right there. Oh, that's fantastic! So I was I was late for getting on here with you because I had six videos that the VA. Uh, needed me to get to him today so he can slice and dice and get him out to the world. And I promised him a deadline, uh, 2 p.m. And you and I were going to get on it too. And then I get it. So that was already happening. And I texted you and said, hey, sorry, I'm going to be a little bit late. I get these videos out. And then my wife texted me <laughs> and said, hey, um, Lila, who's 14, and she went to get contacts for the first time today uh, and doesn't like them. And one is stuck <laughs> in her eye. Can you can you take her contact out? So I said, yeah, add it to the list of things. And so she came in the office right here in this where we're sitting now. And I took my little, uh, my light that you see there behind me, uh-huh. held it up and, and held her eye open and pro- ripped it out of her eye after about 17 minutes of, of me trying to fish it out. So, and here we are. Right. This is, this is so, what happens so in real estate. So you're like a, you're, you're like a, a realtor, uh, optometrist. father, optometrist. Optometrist, yeah. Uh, yeah. All that. Yeah, yeah, I mean everything. You look, you, and that's what I said. I said I'm going to get into uh, Yoder real estate. Um, everyone thinks we should open a cheese factory because Yoder is like we have Amish real, relatives, so there's cheese there. So selling cheese out the back door, and then of course optometry. If you choose, you want to I, stay I your like house that. and get, get get a pair of glasses with your with your listing. Right. Right, right. I, I like the cheese idea, especially. Yeah. 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 So that could be your Who closing gift. Like yeah. You could yeah. get, uh, so you, you sell a house and they get a free wheel of cheese. Oh my God. That's really good. <laughs> That's really good. But actually, I heard but not, about, uh, not, yeah. Not like the, not like the little one. Like the, no, the obnoxious, big, like, yeah. The like, super huge one. Yeah. Like the, the biggest wheel of cheese in the whole world. Yeah. Um, and, but actually, and you're going to appreciate this because um, I was watching, as I do every year, my favorite Christmas movie of all time is um, is It's a Wonderful Life. And I'm, I'm sure I know you're familiar with the movie. I am. Yeah. And it's it's very touching and always gets me every time. And my family doesn't want to watch it, not because it's not great, but because they're stinkers and they don't understand. And uh, so they go to bed and I'm fine with that. And I would sit there and, and cry and watch this beautiful movie. And I never noticed this before. But I never noticed this before, but at the very end, uh, towards the very end of the movie, uh, they're giving, um, they're showing uh, Mr. Martini, who owns the bar, mm-hmm. they, they, they helped him get into a home for his family, which the, which the old fella, the rotten Scrooge curmudgeon, uh, old curmudgeon guy in town, I'm forgetting his name right now, uh, mm-hmm. made yeah, him me rent. Too. So, yeah, we'll think of it before we're done. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so they gave him a housewarming and the, um, uh, well, now everything's escaping me, <laughs> forgetting the names of the <laughs> Potter. Potter is the old man, for crying mm-hmm. out loud. Potter Town, right? And, and of course, we have uh, the main character is, uh, yeah, you know, you know. Jimmy Stewart, I can't remember his name, yeah. but yeah. I mean, we have to remember his name. It's the whole point. Anyway, him and his wife, which I also know, uh, they give this gift of, ho- of housewarming, and here it is. She gives him a, a loaf of bread or a big piece of bread, like French bread it looked like, uh-huh. bread that this house may never know hunger. And then she said salt, that life may always have flavor, and wine, that joy and prosperity may reign forever. 
and that was all in one basket. I thought that was really pretty neat. That's interesting. Yeah, that's a, that's a far cry far cry from uh, a Cutco knife. It, it really is bread, salt, and wine. <laughs> pretty, but yeah. but there's meaning there, and uh, I liked it. Anyway, I like the the sentiment. I like the um, the meaning behind it, and I think I'm going to do that. Give people bread, but it can't just be like Morton's table salt. You know, probably should get some fancy salt. Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll get that Himalayan sea salt, that pink stuff. That's the pink stuff. I know. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah, get get the pink stuff. That's kind of an interesting thing. You bring up a, a, a really good point, and that's something that I've noticed in the industry, too. Closing gifts. Yeah. The majority of closing gifts suck. <laughs> They're bad. Uh, so, they yeah. uh, when we bought our first house, and this was before I was a real estate agent, obviously. Uh, so, I. Uh, we, oh, let's see. We looked at probably 50 homes. This would have been back in like 2004. And so we looked at like 50 homes with this real estate agent. Um, and, uh, she was, she took us to lunch, which I thought was pretty cool. And so she's gotten to know us pretty well after showing us 50 homes. You would think. Right. Right. And so here was the closing gift. Um, it was a, a little, uh, breakfast basket thing, right? So you had like a, a like pancake mix. And, uh, um, oh, like, uh, little, uh, little sausages or whatever, you know, they're like, uh, you know, all wrapped up. They don't need to be refrigerated. And I thought that it was so interesting because I'm gluten intolerant and I have non-celiac mm-hmm. gluten, uh, uh, mm-hmm. gluten sensitivity, right? I've had that my whole life. Yeah. She knows that because I told her multiple times when we went to lunch, I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't do gluten, you know, bad stuff happens. And, uh, and, and then with the sausages, I react poorly to nitrites. And that's also something that is very you know, well-known with people that are around me. And I just thought that it, I thought it was interesting, you know, because it's like, here's the closing gift and it's, it's a whole bunch of shit. I can't eat. Thanks. Really, really appreciate that. Well, two things come to mind with that is uh, the first one. And I'm sorry, I did not know that you had um, a nitrate. What is it? Nitrite. You're, you're nitrite, not nitrate. You're allergic yeah. to nitrate. Nitrate. Well, it's not, nitrate. it's not allergic. Just, uh, I've got, um, I'm kind of a pussy digestive tract. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, the, your new year's gift. I sent you like a whole, a whole package of, uh, of sausage. That's all it was. A big That's, yeah. Just sausage. 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 Yeah, it's, uh, as as I also mentioned, uh, yeah, I'm the, I'm known as the sausage king of Grand Rapids. So you're going to get that customized. <laughs> and I just, for good measure, it's going to have some bread in there. So you just poison the shit out of you and, Thank and you. see how you do. What Thank would happen you. if you ate a whole basket of sausage and a big loaf of bread at the same um, time? I would never leave the bathroom for at least, at least a couple of days. I, yeah, at least a couple laughing. of days. I, I'm yeah. totally not laughing at you. Yes, mm-hmm. I am. Um, I know. Okay, I, so well, no, I mean, it, it's it's kind of it's kind of funny because also at the same time, what's funny about that is that I know that I have these problems, and yet I ate the bread and the sausage and did the thing. You know, and it's like, why would you do that? Like, yeah. you know, what's going to happen? It, because it tastes good, and you're just you forget what happens afterwards, and the it pleasure is far I, away in the pain because the pain is a distant past until it's thrust into your present. Well, I guess it can be, but uh, I. I also have a pretty good memory. Mm. So interestingly I, enough, sausage doesn't even taste that good anymore. Like I think about yeah. sausage. You want it good. Yeah, I, I can see that. Right. It's kind I of do like, miss bread. Yeah. Bread's good. Yeah. Um, so the thing about the closing gift is there's a, uh, 
there's it kind of changes the philo my philosophy on gift giving is something called giftology and it's written by a guy named john john ruin r-u-h-l-i-n but it's the first time i'd actually seen someone take gift giving and actually explain the essence of this thing and, and change the paradigm if you will on gift giving and especially when it comes to closing gifts but uh, yeah. we, we used to give out cutco knives and when you cut the blade has the brand yoda real estate on the side of it mm -hmm. so that's the client they're going to say oh i'm always seeing yoda 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 that's branding branding well right. he's like you're getting it all wrong like that's about you gift, gift giving is about them and and right. so at the heart of it, you don't want them to think about you every time. Not in that way. You want them to think about themselves. And so it'd be better if you got them a blade with their name on it. And then mm -hmm. by virtue of that, they're going to say, oh, I, every time I do this, I feel good. And I think of my agent, maybe, um, but maybe not, because that's not the point. Yep. And so that's really the, that's what really strikes me is that, is that she did, she missed the the opportunity to. Um, pick up on those clues that we get when people are around us to say, "Oh, there's a good, there's a good thing there for, um, you know, for David." Yeah. And yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. In in that same vein, I used to be an aircraft mechanic. So when we bought mm -hmm. that house, that was my profession at that particular time. Give me a wrench. Yeah. Right. Well, any yeah, anything. Uh, right. Anything. Yeah. Yeah, mm. a, a wrench, not even a set of wrenches, wrench. a wrench. So every time I'm, yeah. I'm busting out the old nine sixteenths, you know, I'm like, oh, mm. that's pretty cool, you know. There's a um, exactly, and 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 hold on one second, I'm going to turn off the uh, the the heater in my office with my phone here because it's that it just kicked on. It's going to make the noise all messy. So yeah. Oh, and um, my camera's all fuzzy. I'll show you. I oh, see that it, it fixed it. Here's something it interesting. So when your when your camera goes out of focus. I just learned yeah. this the other day. So if you if you put your finger up there and then pull it back to your face, the camera will actually follow the focus and adjust and bring it back into focus. It, how does it? How do it know? Um, yeah. So uh, the what was I talking about? The gift thing, right? No. Yep. Uh, it's it's like over. It's basically be. I've seen some really great gift examples of gift giving. It's 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 an agent on my team did the best I've ever seen where he was with them. Of course, when you're buying a house, you're with the agent all the time. You're with the buyer, you get a sense of what they like, their family, where they went to school. Far more than a listing, right? That's the challenge of listing gifts is that you just yep. you never with them, right? right. Uh, so, but he would get them something very personal and personalized. And uh, a lot of times it was a Roomba. Roomba's not personalized, but it was it was at least a, a you know it's a great gift for a new home buyer or right. something that's very personal, like uh, where they went to school or whatever. So, yeah. but the but book now, itself now yeah. Roombas are actually posting all of the pictures from inside people's houses on online. I don't know if you saw that on the news. I did. No, I, did. I did not. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Why are they doing that? Roomba? <laughs> Is that like a like a, a sneaky thing? Like a no, 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 no. So it, it, um, so a lot of the Roombas, a lot of the Roombas, what they have is that they have, you know, just normal cameras on them. Uh, but they, they use it to like map the room out. Oh, right? I so see. they can always sure. remember like where stuff is. That's why like yeah. when, when you yeah. like need to redo, uh, say that you're like changing the, uh, configuration of your room, you need to go back and reset your Roomba because now it doesn't mm. even know, you know, imagine like your Roomba just like smashing into stuff, you know, cause. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it, it does. It, yeah. So um, uh, apparently there were a bunch of photos that got posted from 
uh, like the Roomba database, whether they got hacked or something. I don't know the whole story. So hopefully Roomba doesn't see this and like try to sue me or something like that's wrong. But um, yeah. So sounds real to me. So it sounds legit. Um, and what I don't know about the resetting of the Roomba, how, why is it that you don't need to reset your, your pool robot? Because I don't need to reset my pool robot. What do you ever change the configuration of your oh, pool? Every week. Oh, yeah. you must be selling <laughs> I was just a lot setting of houses. You up for, I was setting you up for that question. Oh yeah, right, it's, it's right, right. Yeah. I just yeah, right. I'm trying to change the. It's an L. I want to. I want a rectangle on it. Yep. Come yep. on. Yep. Right Turns out I don't like uh, I don't like the rectangle. I want a kidney pool now. I want a kidney shaped pool. That's, that's right. Straight back to the same. And come the contractors are like, geez, man, this Yoder guy is just nuts. <laughs> right. uh, so anyway, but I, I think that's a good thing to to remember uh, for everybody is yep. so we went back and forth on gift giving or closing gifts where we just said, you know what? Um, there you go. Put your finger up on your on your camera there. Uh, no, no more closing gifts because it was we got a bunch of of, of garb like Yoder real estate stuff like chairs and jackets and and then I said you know what I read that book I said that's we're not doing it anymore so we yeah. stopped all together because we found out that like the gift app the closing was not really all that um, heartfelt there's real meaning behind it but recently I've been doing uh, more personalized stuff where I just give them a you know like a nice local like a cake from a local company or something, but um, yep. I'm, I like, I like giftology. It's a good, it's yeah. a good philosophy. What, what I, uh, what I do, can I share with you what I do? Yeah. I, yes, you can. And I want to add to, before you do is that he said, then the lowest common denominator, just to put this down there on the bottom, because yours is going to be way up here. So now I'm creating contrast for you. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. anchoring low so that what you're going to share right now is going to be really nice. Oh. Uh, is, is that the gift card is basically like, I, I just, I don't care about you. <laughs> oh, but now, now, now you're, now you're rooting the whole thing. Well, it's, it's just basically like I, and it's so normal, right? I mean, you know, don't overthink this, but like, yep. it's basically saying like, I have not spent 365 days, if we're talking about Christmas or whatever the thing is, uh, yep. thinking enough or paying attention to you as a person so I can give you a gift unique to you. Uh, I'm going to just make it super easy for me. So, which kind of like takes away the fun of gift giving. It's not fun to give someone a gift card. I mean, I get like stacks of them in my freaking um, yeah. drawer. I have no idea what what they're for and for, you know, anyway. So, I mean, like, I've here, here's an example. You know, like, I have. Yeah. How many Starbies? We call them Starbies. Yeah. Starbies I, Starbies. I don't even know where they came from. But right. here, here's, uh, here's something that I found that is effective and it is a gift card. Okay. Well, I'm sorry for wrecking your, your No, that's right. Well, yeah, that's why I was like, "Whoa, you're ruining this whole thing for me." Um, no, but the, yeah. the the way that we do the gift card, so it's just a it's a Visa gift card. It's just a hundred dollar Visa gift card. Okay. And along with that, though, is the card. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. So this is the personalization on it, and 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 where I believe that, uh, and, and we we get some traction off of this too, because we'll have people you know text and be like, "Thank you so much," you know, like. But the card is this, is that, you know, thank you so much for doing business with me and trusting me with the whole process. I actually have, uh, I don't have a card here. Um, so I'm, I'm doing this for memory, but here, here's a hundred dollars to go enjoy a night out on the town or do with whatever you want. Um, and what I, what we used to do is we used to do gift cards to the movie theater. Mm. And so the okay. pandemic kind of screwed all that up. Uh, right. You know, because we would give yeah. them a gift card to the movie theater. You know, once you're moved into your new house, you're going to want to relax, you know, enjoy a movie out or, or a night out on us. 
you know, and and then what that gives me the ability to do, though, is that I can call them later. Hey, what movie did you see? Right. Yeah. Oh, we haven't we haven't used it yet. Wow. Are are you waiting for a particular movie? All right. And and that because I I never stop building rapport with people after we close. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's always kind of that awkward. You know, you get to the close and then it's sort of like this awkward, like, okay, where do we, okay, where do we go from here? You know? Yeah. We were definitely buddies for like three months. Like we talked almost every day and now, now what, What, what's happening here? That's why you should have said, Hey, did you go to a movie yet? Uh, Can I go with you? Can I use the other (laughs) thing? Too soon? No, right, 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 right. Yeah. uh, I've actually, uh, well, the coolest one is when we were doing that um, because I love the movies. Right. I, yeah. I love, I love going to the movie theater. And, uh, so I bumped into a couple of clients there and they even said they were like, we're using your gift card. And we were in the same movie theater. Uh, that was kind oh, of that's cool. That's really yeah. cool. George yeah. Bailey, by the way, George Bailey. Oh, that's George it. Bailey. George Bailey. That's, that's the curmudgeon. No, George Bailey is the one that, uh, that, that is the movie is about George Bailey. George, George Bailey. Bailey. I, I George so, Bailey, he's the he's the one. He, George Bailey is the name of the guy. Jimmy Stewart's George Bailey in the movie. Oh, that's George Bailey. Yeah, George Bailey. I guess yeah. I've just always considered. Just he's George Bailey, and, and well, he's I know I know why too. But uh, and at why? the end, my there's a reason. There's uh, <laughs> the, what I love at the end is that when when they at the very end and they're and maybe when they're rolling the credit. No, it's not when he opens the card from. Clarence, the angel, he says, um, dear George, uh, dear George, um, remember no man is a failure who has friends. Thanks for the wings, Clarence. Mm-hmm. Just really a good touching end. George Bailey, that's his name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. So speaking here. of like, yeah, I wanted to just, we just going to derail the whole gift. Right, 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 I love, right. In fact, I, made, I just made a note. So thank you for that. That's a really good idea. I love the movies. And I love the gift card with the special. So it's not so much the, it's not the money. It's the sentiment that goes along with it that right. makes that a special gift. And that actually is giftology because you took the time to write them something thoughtful and you gave them a gift of an experience out in the town. Right. And that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah, and that, I love that. that was all resultant from a gift basket, by the way, that I got from that agent. So she taught me a really valuable lesson, you know, even though when I got the gift basket, yeah. you know, it was like, Oh, what a, you know, what a, I, I can't, I can't use this. Like, this is terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. We actually wound up throwing it away. <laughs> uh, but yeah. when I was thinking about closing gifts, uh, and this would have been quite some time ago, you know, is, is that the, uh, trying to customize the closing gift to the, to the client is tiring. I mean, it's it, tiring. It, it's time yeah, consuming tiring. Yeah, 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 it takes a lot of effort. I mean, that's why there are companies yeah. out there that specialize in doing closing gifts. You know, like yeah. um, I know that you've seen them. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I we used to spend you know two or three hundred dollars. Uh, you know, and then at least like two or three hours worth of time, and my admin was going down and like buying all the stuff, and, like putting it together and doing these right. things. Um, yeah, because you know, I mean, that's just what we did. Yeah, and it, the the I, I I don't know. I just like the gift card. Anyway, so I think it's a great. I think it's great. In fact, I'm going to steal that. I, need, I like I like your uh, I like the yeah. sentiment behind it. And that's not that doesn't take a lot of time. But writing a card, you it allows you to just express something, and they know it's from you. 
and you took the time. And how often, by the way, the little mm-hmm. secret there, do people get handwritten notes? Very, very seldom. Very seldom. You know? Yeah. Now here, yeah. here's the here's the other tricksy part too. This is uh, and, and feel free to take this. Um, and uh, well, anybody who watches this, feel yeah, free. I to mean, there's anybody. You know, you just spilled the beans, if you will. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, is that if I represented the the seller in the transaction, I would send the exact same card with the exact mm-hmm. same message to the buyer. That's great. As well. With so, your business card. Yeah. Well, it's it it yeah, it's on the bottom of the card. You know, so mm-hmm. um but <clears throat> what's interesting too is that I've had a lot of the buyers that'll call, they'll actually call me when they're ready to list their house. I don't really, I haven't had any, you know, communication with them. And, and it, now, I mean, it yeah. hasn't happened like a ton, you know, I'm not like, oh, so sure, surefire thing. Cause then, you know, I'm yeah. totally full of shit. Right. right. No, it doesn't. Yeah. But a no. handful, enough, to, yeah. enough to make it. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, you know, because the, the, the thing that I know about my particular market, and I don't know if this is the way that it is in all markets, I suspect that it is, but most agents <clears throat> don't actually even send a closing gift at all. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think on my market we do, but um, I think mostly. But yeah, that's interesting. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. They don't go to the closing, that kind of thing. It's just hands right. off. Right, right. Well, they'll yeah. go to the closing and everything, you know. And then it's just sort of like that, you know, handshake, you know, like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, appreciate it. Hope you enjoy the right. house. You right. know, um, you know, let let me know if you need anything in the future. You know, that sort of thing. Right. And then, boop, you know, they're then they're gone. Sure. Um, yeah. So you know, a couple of days after the closing's done. Um, you know, because I have their names, I know where they live. Why not? I mean, what does that cost me? Hundred bucks, right? Yeah. So, right. Um, and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, that I know that I know out uh, it 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 produces results. I mean, I I know that I'm net ahead. You know, with sending sure. out like right. You, you know, because uh, if I get one listing from that, of course, then it turns into you know what? I mean, a eight thousand, ten thousand dollar check. Oh right, yeah. I mean, I I, I can't help but think the numbers work. Yeah. Uh, a lot of averages would decree that that's going to work. And obviously you have to wait. There's a long tail on that because you have to yep. you know, wait for them to, to make a move. I've heard people, I've never done this before, but I like the idea. It's similar, but not as, uh, I would say not as thoughtful, more on the on the branding side. The sneaky side is to take a business card and put a magnet on the back of it and, uh, and, and st- or a sticker and stick it on the, um, the electric panel in the basement. Uh, and, then, and every time they go down there to, hit the breakers that your face is right there right you know, right right which right. hopefully isn't that often though either right maybe that could be a bad sure. thing if they're going down there they're opening it a lot you know they're like mm, why did he put his business card in here what's he what what did he know what's he trying to sell should we get an attorney he sold us a, <laughs> he sold us a shitty house right <laughs> and he and he guy. knows it too because yeah. he put his business card in the electrical panel i knew he knew something I knew it. That could that could backfire. You're right. Yeah. Well, that's it's still it, it's still pretty yeah. uh it, it's still pretty ingenuitive. It, and that's it is. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that I love about real estate sales is that um so I know that you do a lot of things that are significantly different than other people in your market, um and you're rewarded for it. You know, like right. if you do something significantly different and it works, then fantastic. And we're always like, I think as agents, like we're always like changing stuff and like tweaking things around. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I just really love that. What are you, so besides closing gifts, like what, what do you do? Like what, what would you say? I mean, say, man, you don't have to give like all the secrets away. Yeah. You know, but, 
you know what when you said that what what came to mind to me was uh was the um, the movie office space do you remember that when when they had the the guys the two guys come in and interview yeah everybody and they get to the one fella and they're like hey what do you know the name of the guys that were doing the interviews it's funnier if you know the names of the guys i I, they were like the todds or something the two todds yeah, like they're interviewing everybody. And they I think get it was actually. I think they were Todd. I think it was Todd. Todd's. I think it was. Yeah. And he's like, yep. what, "What? What exactly? So, what exactly do you do here?" And he's right. like, "Well, I, I take the, the the file and I bring it over to them, and then they take it and go." He's like, "So, let me get this straight. Like, you take the file and you bring it to them." And he's like, "Yes." He's like, "Couldn't they just take it to them?" And cut you out of this. He's like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I can watch that one again. Just digging and digging a grave. It was just yeah. so freaking hilarious. And he's the one that like they gave him the boot, and he ends up going home, and he's he's out of a job. So he decides to invent a game, a, a, a freaking uh, oh, a game board, oh. a game board. You know, jumping the game? to conclusions, jumping to conclusions, <laughs> and he ends up he ends up like breaking his neck or some shit where he's in a, in a neck brace jumping yes. to conclusions good right. memory wow i don't think i've ever had anybody pick up where i left off with with that description i can, uh, I can talk to a thousand people and i probably get one that's able to do what you just did oh yeah yeah well i can even picture the guy where he was like because you jump oh, to right. conclusions <laughs> <laughs> It's such a good. We should just stop right now and watch that movie. I'm sorry. That's good. Maybe, okay. maybe we so, should. Maybe that. Maybe, maybe we we'll do it. Maybe we'll do it again, and it'll just be us yeah. narrating Office Space. Oh man, I, that's just you just made me super happy. Yeah. Uh, so you know, here's the thing about this this thing we we do here is uh, there's there's a really super um, I would say a fairly large chance of being mediocre in real estate. And I know that because I had the mediocre card. I wore it. I wear it. I carried it around, right, for a very long time. And it, and it was mostly because I had not made a committed decision to, to go deep into one of the disciplines. And you don't have to be really super great at everything, <clears throat> although there are so many different facets of real estate, which makes it such a unique industry. I had 33 jobs before I got into real estate. I was 30 years old. I had 33 jobs leading up to that moment. And for the reason is that I just got bored and I was just, nothing ever tripped my trigger. I'm like, just, you know, just meh. You know, it was like meh, my kids say. So, <laughs> meh. Right. <laughs> uh, they text that to me, meh. Mm-hmm. So yep. there's so many facets to it, but you don't have to be extremely great at everything. It's, it's, but it, I would, I would argue that if you really want to truly have a, 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 you know, make this thing worthwhile is to go just figure out one of those, one of those spokes on the wheel and just do it better than anyone else. Figure the, can I swear in here? Yeah, it's R rated, man. Figure the fucking thing out and, but, and do it, do it better than anyone else. And like, well, better than, yes, better than anyone else, better than fucking anyone else. What is it? It's, I don't know. It's for, for you to decide. For me in 2011 was expired listings. It was a time to do that, right? I just went. And up until then, I, I had a up and down roller coaster ride. I would do uh, $6 million, And I do not too bad for a fella uh, with, without an administrative assistant. 
uh, without leads, you know, without a lead system, without a real, without a CRM, without Zillow's and without radio and all that stuff, right? Not too shabby. But it was definitely like this, up and down, up and down. But I was also frustrated because I knew that my cohorts were doing 10 million, did 11 million, 12 million. I thought, well, what, what are they doing? Well, they figured out one of those disciplines and they were doing it better than anyone else. And so I decided the expires was going to be things. So I went super deep in that wide. And that's all I did. That's yeah. it. Just I, one month I took uh, June of 2011 or 12. I can't remember which one it was, but I took uh, to like 24 expires in one month. One guy with one ad. I hired an admin by this point. So not bad. Um, not bad. So it went from 6 million to 12 million, and then went from 12 to 16, 16 to 20, and 20 to 25. And you know, so, and, so that's the thing is I just think that, that in agents aren't, um, they're not, we're not predisposed to lead generation because we come into this industry for different reasons. If you were to talk to 100 people, um, let's say they're applicants for real estate, and you ask them why real estate, they'll say, uh, I love architecture. I love homes. I love a building. Um, you know, that, all that kind of stuff. I like the idea of, of uh, design and architecture and all those creative facets to real estate. And the problem with that, there's nothing wrong with that. There's just the problem is that you're, you're not, this is not about that. It sounds like it should be, but it's not. It's not about the architecture because you don't get a chance to show the architecture until such time that you have made a sale sold somebody on you. So now we're back to uh, the beginning here, which is in order to really truly, now this is where everything gets muddy too, is because people think they're doing extraordinarily well when they're really not. And that comes down to, that, that there's a lot of, um, of glossing over of shit. In other words, I'm crushing it. Well, that's highly subjective. Right. Based on what? Based on a, a goal that you didn't set? You know, ba- w- w- crushing it based on what? And yep. so if you're being honest with yourself, and which most people aren't, but let's assume that they're, they're I, I set forth to, to do extremely well in real estate. We should, have, I, I don't know, there's no real rule here, but if I left a job and I got into real estate, I, I would hope that, that one would want to increase their income because it's a, it's a top end industry. There's no cap and the sky is the limit. So what the fuck? Like, what, why would you not blow that shit up and just go for it? So um, I'm so glad this is a yeah, this kind yeah. of a thing what, so I can just I, share. I, I, yeah, what I I wanted to just ask this really quick, like why, you know, and and I, if this derails where you're going with it, I apologize. Why oh, do no. you think people don't make that decision? The decision to go for it. Yeah, I mean, just go big, you know, because the, the reason I asked that is that. <clears throat> uh, of course, like you, you know, I, I get a chance to talk to a lot of real estate agents. And there are some that you talk to that you can just kind of tell that they've got it. It's in there. Like you can see it. Yeah. You can kind of yeah. like almost like touch it. You know, just like, right. ooh, right. they've got this thing. And, and then, and then you, then you ask them like, well, what do you intend to do with it? And they're like, uh, what do you mean? You're like, I'm, yeah. you know, like it, it's sort of like there's something that happens inside their mind that causes them to they have the idea and they might even want to do it, but then mm-hmm. they just don't. So, do you want the answer that is the mainstream answer, or do you want the real fucking answer? Well, what do you think? Am I? Am I? Do I strike you as a mainstream answer guy? I'm hurt. No, you don't. Okay. Uh, I had to ask though, just in case you wanted that. Water oh. down 
bullshit version of an answer. No. So the truth is, the truth is, and here's the thing, there's no way around it. You're not going to hear this anywhere else, likely in any real estate podcast or real estate circle or anywhere else. You're not going to hear it there. So that's good. And you're going to hear is that underneath all of it, are, we have the self-image psychology. It was, was the biggest psychological breakthrough in the 20th century. And it, it, essentially what's at play here is we have two images. We have the inner image, the, the sort of person I truly conceive myself to be. And then I have the outer image that I project to other people that I, that I put out here to the world. And the inner image is what's really driving our behaviors. And so it's much like a thermostat. The best analogy we can give to this is that if it's set at a certain temperature. And the sort of person I truly believe myself to be is going to determine and dictate the actions I take in any area of my life. Our self-image is, simul is simultaneously responsible for the level of income we have, the houses we live in, the people we marry and our relationships, the people we attract to us in every area, including sales and business, the businesses we build or fail to build, opportunities we take advantage of or don't, vacations we go on, whether they're really great or super shitty, whether we stay at the Ritz-Carlton or the Motel fucking six, <laughs> all of that is, is hinged on the image because of one word. One word is consistency. We will always be, in fact, it's impossible. It's impossible. This has been proven. The studies have been done to ever uh, act different than the self-image. We cannot act inconsistent with the sort of person I truly conceive myself to be. And so we can't outrun it. If you hear just work harder and hustle, the thermostat is set, brother, and it's going to determine how fast you can run. Now, short-term sprints, perhaps. What happens is and then we begin to self-sabotage because we've hit our upper limit. It's, it's called an upper limit problem. You've hit the upper limit. And then what happens is, is all sorts of crazy shit. You start to self-sabotage. You end up like getting stick. I'm feeling under the weather. No, you're not. You hit your upper limit and you're fucking making shit up and you're, and you're self-sabotaging or you're watching cat videos on YouTube or you're just, you're procrastinating or, and the list goes on and on and on. The self-image is at the core here. So that's the answer. That's the answer. Nothing else. Consistency. Nothing else. It's, it's the self-image, which, which we will always act consistent with. So in other words, Oh, okay. Self, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. okay got it. My actions are, so if, in other words, let's just take this. If, if I conceive myself to be truly deep down inside, if I truly believe that I am the sort of person that is worthy of financial, of absolute financial abundance, which means that I can do what I want, when I want, how long I want with who I want for as long as I want with zero restrictions, then that would mean that my actions are going to be in are going to be consistent with that belief system, which means I take action, I uplift other people, I go out and create value in the marketplace. I, I do, I work aggressively, but I work with passion. I leave people better off than I found them. I create, I, I solve big fucking problems for people. I don't get distracted or down or discouraged when I have problems or challenges come my way because I'm this sort of person who solves big problems. And the opposite is also true. If my self-image is, if I'm a faker, now th this is not a judgment thing because we're not here to judge different images because it's just a matter of acknowledgement of if I'm set at a 55 on the thermostat and I know that I, re that I would want to be at an 80, 
well, there's a big gap between 55 and 80. So we have to do the inner work so that the actions will flow naturally from the thermostat changing, the, 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 the dial on the thermostat. So the opposite is also true. If I truly conceive myself to be someone who is not worthy of that, um, I can never like work hard enough to make up for it. Or I won't, I mean, my, let me make it more accurate. When I go to do the thing, that are the actions that the other person is also taking that conceives themselves to be someone who's worthy of financial abundance, uh, I'm actually going to do it differently. What, what's coming from me is a different thing. And, and Bob Proctor, the late Bob Proctor would say that success is not about doing certain things, but doing things in a certain way. And so mm-hmm. it comes down to that. We're, we're, we're saying things differently. People can pick up, just like a, a what is it? A, a, a horse can pick up fear, right? People can pick up something. We're vibrating. They can pick up a sense of, of assuredness and confidence and not cockiness, but confidence. They know that you are the sort of person that they want to be around. All of that is based on the self-image and that's at the heart of it all. So if the self-image is regulated to a certain point, um, they're, they're just not going to then set the goal. So it's like this. Self-image is the driver. Goal setting is, so that's the cause. The effect would be um, goals, big goal setting. Like I'm going to sell 50 homes this year or 75 homes or whatever the goal is, uh, whatever the income goal is, I'm going to make half a million dollars. That is only going to happen when the self-image is in alignment with that sort of an outcome. So then you set the goal that is bigger than like, than anybody but that's observing it. They're like, holy, it's pretty big. And that's how the goal gets big is because you believe you're worthy of that. And then you take the actions that are in alignment with the self-image and you go after it and you don't stop and you make a committed decision and you go. That's it. Do you, do you think that that's the reason why people, when they set goals, like they, they, they like set the goal and then they sort of like, like keep it to themselves, like set it aside, <laughs> like lock it away. Yeah. Like don't ever tell anybody about it. Like never, you're yeah, like, because it, yeah. I want to, I want to sell. 50 homes. Well, look, if you can't, accountability is, is, is a key thing. And most people can't hold themselves accountable. So there, it, accountability, the lack of accountability is a paradigm. It's If you're floppy about this stuff, you're never going to do it. If you say, I'm going to see if I can sell 50 homes this year, I'll give it a shot. You're never going to fucking do it. Because here's the thing, you're not holding yourself, you're, you're not putting yourself on the hook. And that is not going to allow you to get out of bed before the world wakes up and get after it every single day and lead generate. When I just had a conversation with an agent on my team yesterday, great guy, and also is is wanting to do more. I said, look, man, yesterday I went home for lunch. My house is like five minutes from here, so it's like not a big deal. I go for lunch because it's you know healthy and I can see my family and they're home for Christmas. And uh, you know, my daughter's laying on the floor next to the fireplace in her sweatpants. With my dog rubbing the dog's belly, right? I'm like, ah. that looks really nice. The right. whole thing, like the the lying right. on the floor, the rubbing the dog's <laughs> belly, the sweatpants. Like, I think I might take the rest of the day off. <laughs> yeah. and, just go, and, I, and I said, I'm gonna yes. rub the, I'm gonna rub the dog belly too. Rub the belly. It's all bare and and there it is. And so I just, but I, what I said to him was, you know what? I didn't fucking do that. I didn't do that. I got, I had my lunch and I went back to the office and, and he said, why? I said, because I got shit to do, man. I said, I've got, I got some stuff to do. And what's a stronger driver for me 
than rest and relaxation. There was a time for that. I just got back from vacation. Don't get me wrong. But a stronger driver for me is, is my goals and being consistent with the image that I hold and my values. I value certain things. I value, um, uh, one of my values is exploration, is travel with the family. And, and the more that I can do that, I'm happier. If I, and the more I do things that are in alignment with that value system, the, the, the more my self-esteem is bolstered. And I also am lining these things up with the self-image and my values and my self-esteem are all right here. Whenever I'm yeah. acting inconsistent with that, I'm actually unhappy. So there's a lot there. Um, the psychology is the driver and this stuff isn't, isn't discussed, uh, which is why I'm a, which is why my, my passion is to bring this stuff to the real estate industry, um, to everybody really, but, but there's a place for it. And I think agents would do a lot better if they understood what's underneath this. What are the mechanics? Because we all know, you see you, back in here, there's a bunch of books and there's a book over here. You can't see one is thinking grow rich. And the other one is a book about how to make a million dollars in real estate net, um, so we we don't need more fucking information like it's all there we we right it's all around you the google machines are abound are are busting with information so how is it possible that before in order to get the information you need to climb the top of a fucking mountain and speak to the guru or like at napoleon hill had to go find hook him up with some andrew carnegie or you'd have to go to the library mm-hmm. and dig through pages and pages and 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 step on the shoulders of giants in that way. But now we can just go to our phones and get all the information. So. Well, what I think this is something that, that just struck me. So, um, cause you had mentioned, you know, books, we don't need more information, you know, cause I mean, I'm, I have the same thing going on, you know, I've got that bookshelf and then there's another bookshelf, yeah. you know, right. and then yeah. out, out in the other room, there's another bookshelf and downstairs, there's another bookshelf. They're all filled with books. And I have read 75% of them. I was going to lie to you and say I've read most of them. I have not. I've read 75% of them. Yeah. Yeah, Um, same here. And and there's an interesting thing that that I discovered with a lot of the books is that they'll uh, they'll tell you how, but they never tell you why. So, which is something that led me to dig deeper into this. And this is why um, this is a great honor for me to even talk to you about this. Quite honestly, better give up now. Can you tell? I can, I can't tell. I'm ready ready for it. So (laughs) because what, what what you're, what you're talking about is, is, uh, is a way for a person to actually get out of that system where you have Mm. to, you, you get stuck in the system of like, I need more information. I need more knowledge. Mm. I need more this. I need more that. Right. And so you just continue to buy books and you sign up for this and you sign up for that and you do these things. And, you know, like uh, the brokerage is doing this training. You know, they said that I need to take it, you know, 15 times in the next six years. Do you know who I'm talking about? Um, Yes, me too. Uh, (laughs) Every time you take it, you every time you take it, we make more money. Right. uh, And that's good. And and that Mm -hmm. money is good. Yeah. Right, right, right. But but your knowledge, but your knowledge base will increase. You know, so that's why you need to take it. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, do I get a like frequent flyer discount for that? Nope, no frequent right. flyer discount. Yeah, but, yeah. But but the point the point that 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 I see that you're making and and that it is that you're you're showing people how to break that. They already know what it is that they need to know. They already have all the yeah. knowledge. Now they just need to know 
Why? I mean, that, well, that... underneath, yeah, underneath. If you if you look at it like, uh, there's so many analogies we can give. Uh, but if you look at like a computer program runs a program out, it runs the program. It, it's it. We, we run the program, and what's the program? The program is is what we were, what was instilled in us, in, in mostly in our youth. So we're running out the program, but we don't know that. We don't know that we're running out the program. So so most of what you're going to get when it comes to real estate training. And all the courses and the freaking blogs and the, oh, it's mine, is, is to suggest that you do this certain thing. Do this and you'll have that. The, the process for change is be, do, have. Be, do, have. Not do, be, have. But, but, and, and most of it actually goes have, do, be. In other words, you, when you, if you had the house, the, the mansion, you would somehow, uh, take, take the actions that you would be a result of having a house and then somehow you end up, you'd be successful. It, it's not that way. It's be, do, have. Now, the the, the truth, now, in, in case there's anybody here that's listening to this and says that, you know, Kevin sits in his office and and, and sings Kumbaya fucking ya and, and somehow <laughs> money reigns, uh, that's not it either, by the way, because it's a two-step process. It's it's work on the inner self so that the self-image is 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 adjusting and there's ways to do that. We can talk about that later. But um, and then and then and then um, read like you read books, right? You you learn, but then but how do you fill the loop here? Is is you take the actions. So if you read something, you go, that's really fucking good. Ooh, hold on a second. Hold on, that was good. Hold on. Okay. All right. Now today, when I go to work and I got my work pants on, I'm gonna fucking do the thing that I read here. And so there's the breakdown because um, most people aren't doing that. So it is in the doing, do the thing and you'll have the power, do the thing and you'll have the power. So when you do it, what's happening then is you're going, okay, read, okay, work on myself. I'm getting my self-image improved because I decided this other person I'm going to move towards who I want to be more like and different attributes of the right type of person I want to be when I grow up. <clears throat> And then I'm going to read books to get insights from other people and model after the best in the world in the area that I'm looking to improve upon. And then I go to work and I do the thing that I learn. I apply it. And then I go, okay, uh, okay, got it. I did this thing. I said this, let's say it's prospecting. Okay. I said the thing that they said to say, and okay, interesting. I have a data point now that I'm going to then use and run it through the filter here. And um, I didn't like the outcome exactly, but, but I fucking have data. I have data motherfucker. And now I'm going to, you told me I could swear. So I'm going to take that data and I'm going to go back to the drawing board and I'm going to say, okay, next time slightly better. And here's how you see that this is a process. It's is you are, you are, you're your own, you're you ink and you're the scientist of your own life and you get a chance to do this stuff. But this is not happening by and large. 90% of, of agents don't do what I just described. 90% no. of people, people, 95% actually. Um, it's in the doing, honestly, it's the, the sounds doing like you have data. data. I have, I have data. I do. And, and this isn't, this didn't just come. Uh, I didn't learn this early on. I did real estate for, for eight years of like not knowing this stuff, right? That's a long time. Just set, set an egg timer. And let's just stare at each other for eight years. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a long time. 
That sounds and uncomfortable too. It does. I know. I got to watch you go to the bathroom and, you know. <laughs> oh, we got to do that stuff. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I, I thought I thought I'd have to sit here for eight years. Just and yeah. hold it. Yeah. Right. 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 I would, no, I mean it's not a big deal. I mean I've gone to the bathroom three times since you've been on this, so it's. Hold <laughs> 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 old Gatorade jug trick, huh? Right. Oh yeah, man, you don't even know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. It, it, it's it's it, so it's in the it's in the self image as the as the underneath and then you say well what what how do I learn uh, who I should aspire to be like or act like well it's through reading and and digesting information and then actually then you take that and you say okay I'm going to do the thing and that's if you don't do the thing all you're doing is just compiling information and you're one smart motherfucker <laughs> you got. You got all the books up here and you, you could, you could talk about, it. I know, we know plenty of people like that. They're just, you know, um, uh, these days, everybody wants to talk, but they got something to say, but nothing comes up when they move the lips. It's a bunch of gibberish motherfuckers act like they forgot about Dre. You know <laughs> so <laughs> that's awesome. I heard, I heard Eminem this morning when I was working out and I was just jamming to that song. Do you know this song? Uh, yeah. you know, I'm not really, no, no, I'm not, I'm not really a big rap guy. <laughs> I'm not either. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like, so yeah, you get what I, I'm saying. Interestingly, the music that I listen to, um, none of it has words. I, I don't so, know so. how that came about, but I just don't like music with words. Beethoven. Well, Mozart. that, well, Baroque. Baroque. Now, now you're giving me, now you're giving me too much credit. I, I, okay. I love electronic. Yeah. Oh, I love electronic. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Let's talk about that later. Off, off, off camera. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not well, sure. Well, yeah. there was one thing that so, you said too, that, that, uh, and it's my favorite word. Um, and so when. Motherfucker. Oh, that's probably actually my favorite word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So this one is my second favorite word, but you said decide. Yeah. Decide. Yeah. So decide. it's really that simple, isn't it? It's a, it's a, it's a matter of our choices. We're making, we're, we're making choices. Um, and our choices then, our choices is, is then going to allow, we make a choice to do something and then we do it, we do it over and over again. And then that becomes a habit. That's all a habit is. It's something I fucking done enough, enough to where I take it from the conscious and I, and it ends up going down to the subconscious. So I'm doing it without even knowing I'm doing it. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to give any conscious thought to it. So that's a habit. So our choices are defining us. And you've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Our choices define us. And so we get, we are choosing, making the decision. So the word decide is is a powerful word to break it up into its reform, which is de idea or Latin, which stands for to cut away from. Interesting. We, people use the word and they don't even know what the hell that means. I've decided. Um, show me. Show me how you've decided. Show me with you, show me your calendar. Show me your your version of Dekaidir of cutting away from. Because right. if you cut away from all possibilities of retreat, then your calendar is going to show me if you're a real estate agent and you don't have any appointments on your calendar. I look at your calendar at a week glance and you've got nothing going on. You haven't Dekaidir nothing, motherfucker, because you're you haven't cut away from any possibility of retreat. When someone makes a committed decision, it, it is cutting the mooring lines to the shore that ties you, and you have you have you have committed to success for your family, for you, whatever that big thing is that is so important to you, uh, you'll do whatever it takes. Well, I've heard it described as the fuck it moment. Yeah. 
Yeah, there there is a see when we're talking like this too, I get I get um I get like chills up and down um uh, because it means that much. It means that much because I've, I've been there, you've been there, you've been on the other side of this thing where it's just not a good place to be. And I think yeah, I think I think people give up, David. I, I think they fucking give up. Because when you get beat in the face so many times and it's only so much that you can take and they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Um, let's just do this. Let's just, um, let's just make something up that I'm okay with. Right. Well, yeah, that, and, and, and that, you know. in a, that in and of itself is, is the deciding because they made the decision, yeah. you know, like they, made they, the decision. Yeah. you know, they, they venture out just far enough where, where they, you know, they get their ass kicked and they're like, well, I don't really like that. You know, so then they decide to go back yeah. to where they yeah. think they're safe. And right. Which is not right. Yeah. Right. 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 When that's, that's what I'm constantly amazed by, um, especially with real estate agents. I, I'm amazed by people in general, you know, on, yeah. on this particular point, but real estate agents in particular, because um this is the one thing that I found with real estate agents that's similar across, I would say the vast majority, probably 98% of the agents that I've talked to is that they, they have a, a fierce sense of individuality. Okay. They want, they want to control the trajectory of their life. Um, they realize that whatever it is that they're doing at that particular moment, they can't actually do that. And so they want to control the trajectory of their life. And then they get into the business, they do the things, they take the tests, they pay the dues, they're in the MLS, they do the, you know, they're with the brokerage, they do the things, right? And and then and 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 then something happens though. And and that's what you're talking about too, is that it's the you know, they they made they made this big leap and now they've determined that it's actually kind of scary. This is right. this is uncharted waters. I don't really like this. Yeah. And so then they they have a tendency to start to move back to things that they're that they're more uh, comfortable with, which looks like standard employment. And I've seen yeah. I've seen that with with agents that have <clears throat> immense talent, much more talent than I've got. Right. I mean, I they're pinky, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I see it. I feel it. When I'm around them, you know, like when you talk, I'm thinking about one in particular right now. Like it gives me goosebumps because it's mm. like they got the, the mm. they got it. All they need to do is just go a little bit further, mm. just just and do exactly what you're talking about too. You know, going back into the into the spokes of of real estate, just pick one. What what talks to you? Like I mean, yeah. you don't want a cold call. Cool, don't cold call then. Fuck it. You don't want to do that. You have no passion behind it. What do you really like? Uh, well, I like working with older people. Great. Then, then maybe that's, you know, maybe that's where you should gravitate towards. Why don't you get in, uh, with, uh, with the state attorneys so that when your, the older clients are planning with the estates, right? And, and trying to get everything set up where maybe a liquidation of some real estate assets is necessary that you're, you're in with the real estate attorney and the real estate or the, the estate attorney says, I've got this guy that I know and he's really great and he loves working with people like you. You know, you could do, you could do that sort of thing. But instead of doing that, they're like, you know what? Life wasn't so bad when I was getting a paycheck. I wonder what would happen if I just sold real estate part of the time and then I spent the majority of my time getting a paycheck. That would work. Cause I know that you've seen this too. What happens to those agents? 
in your your experience when they when they don't actually do the thing you mean when, when they, they don't, don't actually do the thing they did they did the yeah. you know they didn't they didn't choose a spoke right 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 oh and, yeah and yeah. and and so now they're gravitating they've got they've, they've got the full-time job you know they've got yeah. their, their oh oh yeah yeah, they've got their full time job, and then they're they're going to sell real estate on the side now because it was too scary to sell real estate full time. Right. right. They're, what they're not going to make their way back. They're not going to make their way back in. And and the the reason why is it, it it's it, it it's like a rocket ship trying to take off. Like, and and you've got one little like firecracker. Like it, it takes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it like falls over, blows up. <laughs> it takes a lot of velocity to get the rocket ship off the launch pad. And so if you're just dabbling in real estate, you're doing like maybe you sell five homes a year uh, with the with the think with the thought that you'll eventually get back into it based on what momentum. This is a, this is about momentum. It's doing the thing every single day, so there's consistency and momentum building. The, the, momentum is an underutilized, misunderstood concept. It's when you get something going, it's going, and you're going, and it's going. Object, objects in motion tend to stay in motion. Objects at rest tend to stay at rest. And so when you get in motion in real estate and you're going out there and you're doing something every single day, that's why I advocate for daily lead generation because you are using the power of momentum. And most agents are not willing to do the thing every day. They'll do it and then they'll stop. Fuck, there's the momentum, gone, right? You ever go on vacation and you lose momentum? <laughs> and, and so the part of me is like, damn, I don't, I'm not gonna go. I've got so I've got forward progress here. This thing is, th yeah. this ball is moving fast. And so there's a there's a big part of it. Um, going back to your just your thing on choice though, I I had I use objects to describe things. So like, what's this? Well, this is the choice. It's actually the top of my my bottle. But oh, okay. It, I was like, I don't, I don't even know. I don't know what that is. It's the, it's the choice. <laughs> but let's say at some point we don't know when it happened, but I'm going to make a choice that I'm going to be a half knot versus a half. You have two. You have two choices to make. You choose have or you choose have AirPods yeah. or or have have not, uh, which is the top of my bottle. So let's say that you've chosen I'm going to be a have not. Once you make that decision, then everything that you do is going to be all your actions, all your justifications, all your rationalizations are going to wrap that decision tightly. And it's going to be protected because the ego is really sensitive and it cannot handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. You know, the Tom Cruise line in the, yep. in the, yeah. So look, I'm wrapping it. it. It's in there. It's deep in there and I can't get it out. And so now I've made the decision. So everything is okay. It's okay. It's all right. So um, two vacations a year, I'm okay. That's fine. It's good. F-I-N-E, fine really is that what you really or or did you want to go to more well you know it's all right we're good we like to go to florida and we go to orlando and we like to go to Di no i'm not mocking that because michigan michiganders go down there but i i, but, I, I was going to say that is the most that is the best wisconsin uh accent i've ever heard yeah before. i know well it's michigander but but see so now we're wrapping the decision around the have not thing so now now we now we're now we're here's where we are so um, and then everything we do is to justify that decision that was made back then to be a have not. Have nots then act out has have notness, and then they'll justify, rationalize, and judge other people for being for making the decision to be a have. So 
the have says, um, I'm going to go after everything uh, that I want to. It's not a matter of, do I believe I'm worthy of? I made a decision at one point to be a have, and then all my actions after that are flowing from that decision. And um, and so in order to change that, we got to unravel and take the, take the tape off. And that's the self-image and coming out and saying, hey, what, no, wait a minute. Like God's highest form of creation, highest form of creation, that's a pretty powerful notion. But God's highest form of creation. So if that's true, and it is, then then why are we acting like we're not? Why are we acting like somehow uh, this person over here has more than me and uh, and they're capable of more than me or somehow they are special, more special than me. And all of that's just, that's all just mental garbage. Uh, yeah. The self-image now, is powerful. Now, now here's, here's, here's a question. And I know you've run into this before um, and I've run into this, but this seems to be something that I don't actually have the capability of, of answering, I think, in the way that you, you can answer this. So people that I've, I've had on my team or people that I coach, other agents, you know, they, they, they want to make the decision to be a have, right? But they feel that the people that are around them, whether it's a spouse or a family member or whatever, you know, are, are, are sort of like keeping them in the have not area. Right. Like how, how do they, how do they deal with that? Yeah. Well, that's a, that is a real life thing. This is not something that we just avoid. It's, it's for most people, it's like, I think everybody that goes through the journey is going to have that in their life. Yeah. I did. And uh, it's, yeah, it's a part of the, it's, it's one of those upper limit problems, which is, which, you know, self image is keeping us from breaking through. So we end up sabotaging, but we're also then use that, uh, that, that we end up then lowering ourselves down to match our environment and so if we're around people that are pulling us down imagine you like you want to launch and you got like like balloons and you're hanging on to them and it's pulling you in the air and you're like yes i'm free right you're going up in the air and all of a sudden all these people that don't want you to do that are pulling down on your feet and keeping you down because it's painful to watch somebody go for something and and then because you have to acknowledge that you're not it's painful. So that's why they want you to stay where you are and we'll judge you and ridicule you and pull you back down and say, who do you think you are? And all that other shit. So, but I'm not sure that's your question. Your question is, how do you do it? How do you break through that? Right. So yeah. um, it depends on where they are in proximity and, and their importance to you in your life. If, if they're like immediate family, uh, like, you know, in the house, <laughs> you know, in your family unit, like right there with you, it's a lot more challenging than say a cousin or a brother that doesn't live nearby you. So one thing is to just spend less time with, um, less time with and less frequency with. So you can still love them, but from afar mm-hmm. and uh, just do it less often because you're, you know, you're, um, I always say, I can't, we can't take, we can't afford to take a vibrational hit for long periods of time, meaning that we're vibrating and we're in a, we're the essence of us is vibrating. So if we're, we're working on positivity and, and, um, being uplifting and positive thinking and thinking and reaching towards a better thought and always looking for the positive and everything. And then all of a sudden you're thrust into an environment of Debbie Downers and negativity and, and thinking about gossiping and talking about the, the news and what's, what's their favorite sitcom to watch. And you're over here talking about business building and, and, and where are you going and vision? And they're like, let's talk about the price is right. And you're like, no. <laughs> so, and, and, and so there's this poll you just can't be around it for too long. And so you, you just avoid that as long as you possibly can. Uh, you don't, you, I shouldn't say that. You, don't, you, you avoid as much as you can, not as far as long as you possibly can. So there's, right. you have a choice to make about right. proximity and the frequency and the duration. So 
less often and less time. And then you can you can be on your fly high and disc uh, if, if, if in even in those environments, if you work on yourself enough, you can be around that negativity, just not for not for terribly long. So if it's a person that's in your life, like really in your life, then uh, there's there's a choice to make there. Right. Um, one is when I'm to, thinking yeah. and, and, and I'm, t- I'm thinking about a particular example, actually, where um, there there was a uh, there was an agent who's on my team. And the thing that he would always tell me, he was like, I want to do more. But, you know, my my wife, like, keeps giving me like all these things that I need to do. So the more that I do, mm-hmm. it seems like the more that she's actually like piling on top of me. And then mm-hmm. and I said, well, why don't you just ask her if that's that's actually what she's doing. And so he was like, oh, okay. And so he, he, he did ask her. And then this was what she said. She said, I'm afraid that you're going to wind up taking too much time away from our family as you do these things, because he, he let her know, like, this is what my goal is. Here's what I want to accomplish. And then she got like freaked out and was like, wait Mm -hmm. a second, if he does these things, then he's not going to be around. Sure. And, and so, uh, and this is what I told him, and you can tell me you can tell me if if this is if this is incorrect. Um, uh, and I even offered to show up, which you know that would probably be a little bit awkward. You know, here the team leader is having this conversation, you know, with like with you know with a, a spousal unit. Um, but I said so mm-hmm. so just let her know, like if you are able to accomplish these things, here are the things that we together will be able to accomplish. So, uh, yeah. and and that this is so important to me that I think that this is a function of who it is that I want to become and who I'm bound to become and and destined to become. And if if I'm held back from doing that, I fear that I might have resentment. Hmm. So, is there a way that we can yeah. figure out how to do that? Well, anyway, I don't know whether he had yeah. the conversation or uh, not. Yeah, but well, you know, I it, mean, that's that's good. I mean, look, it it, it a lot of this stuff is. Um, these these conversations that are not easy um fierce conversations if you will yeah you know there's certain there's so many different ways that you can communicate something and most people um want to want to say something um they i in sales training i say stop stop throwing a spear instead use a hook so we have hooks and spears and spears are statements which close the mind and hooks are questions which open the mind and so I would use that sort of that sort of way. And that, that was good. I mean, you expressed what what you gave him the, the tool to express his true feelings. I think it's important to do that. And um, and that this is something that, that he feels strongly about and that he wants her to be a part of it. So I think it does, that's important. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's it. That, look, we, we all have something that's that's locked within us that we are. Um, don't make me bring up my seed. Hell, when I got my seed. Um <sighs> The seed that is locked within us and, and, and our job is to figure out what that is. So if we're trying to soar and uh, someone doesn't want us to soar, um, you know, see if they're willing to put on some wings and go along with you and uh, let them know how important it is. You know, that would, I, I personally don't have that, um, that in my life, you know, like someone trying to hold me down from that right. perspective. Um, but I'm glad I don't. And at the same time, I, uh, uh, man, you got to do what you got to do, you know. If you think about your zone of genius, this is the thing that you're really meant to do and you're brought here on planet Earth to, to do that thing. And most people don't get an opportunity to actually find out what that zone of genius is like, you know, crack it open and, oh, there's my 
wow, I'll be darned. I'm there. It is. <laughs> Shit, right there. It is. Weird, weird that it was in my elbow this whole time. So, mm-hmm. but then and then someone's like, no, no, I, I hear you. Your zone of genius. Um, tell you what, you just you just don't do that. Uh, just just bury that shit deep down inside, and and uh, and I'll be happier. Right. <laughs> and then and, you know they and then they say conceal, don't feel. Mm-hmm. Um, just bury. Well, I'm, a, just, I'm amazed at how many people do that, though. You know that they yeah. they have these yeah. things that they want to do, and they're they're too afraid to actually do them because they they you know they have people that are around them that um, you know. Uh, well, maybe even overtly prevent them from doing it. They're not even kind of like yeah. manipulating behind right. the scenes, you know, sure. doing all these yeah. other things. It's pretty like out yeah. the open. Um, well, that's and, a self, uh, that's, that's very selfish. Yeah. That's very, it's not selfish of the person that wants to do it. It's selfish of the person that's overtly or inovertly doing it. One is intentional and the other one is unintentional or unknowing. And, and they're both selfish because, um, you know, we came here. Uh, you know, if you believe that we're, we're spirits or spiritual beings in physical bodies and we're transitioning through a physical phase here on planet earth, yeah. and then we're going to go back from whence we came and then we're going to continue our journey. But the people that we're here banging around planet earth with, like, like there are other people that have their own journeys, right? We happen to like be living in the same box with well, them. We I love just, them. I love, I love how we're banging around with them, you know, like, oh, hey. You know, bumping into people like uh, <laughs> right. we're spinning yeah. on this ball of mud out yeah. this vacuous nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, we we do get a chance, and I and I give thanks every morning. I, you know, something like I'm I'm grateful for my family. Thank you for for giving me the opportunity to spend to share experiences with with this unique group of people, which happens to be my family. Recognizing fully that, um, you know, I don't know what I mean. If I had another family that. I happen to be banging around with for, you know, 80 years, I would love them too. You yeah. know, I would, I would love them too. So we, we get, we get a chance to spend time with certain people. And so, but they all have their own journey. And so who are we to hold them, anybody back? Because it's their unique journey and it's my unique journey and it's your unique journey. And I don't know that people really talk about that much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, 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 I know that they don't. Well, I mean, look at all the yeah. stuff that's going on around us. I mean, not yeah. just even in the real estate industry, I mean, just everywhere, you know, and, and that was one thing that I was, I was going to bring up. It seems like gratitude's an important part of your life. Oh, oh, I just shared a, a big piece on that this morning. Well, mm-hmm. every day I do, but I, but sometimes I, something jumps out uh, and I share it with the team. And this morning of all things, uh, it's no surprise that you share this with me. It's December 29th, 2022. And in my daily stoic, um, the, for December 29th is give thanks. And here I'll read this to you because I think it's appropriate. This is what he said. Now you just said, you just said something. Now I always say that there's no coincidences in the world. I believe that to be true. Think of all the things that you can be grateful for today, that you are alive, that you live in a time primarily of peace, that you have enough health and leisure to read this book. What? Of the little things, the person who smiled at you, the woman who held the door open, the song that you like on the radio, the pleasant weather. Ooh, that's good. Um, gratitude is infectious. It's positivity. It's positively radiant. Even if today was your last day on earth, if you knew in advance that 
it was going to end in a few hours, would you, would there still be plenty to be grateful for? How much better would your life be if you kicked off every day like that? If you let it carry through from morning to night and touch every part of your life. So there's an example of gratitude. And, and I shared that with my team this morning. And uh, it's interesting how, like, when you read stuff like this, it, it impacts you. So the woman who held the door open for you. So I go to the bank today. And I was getting, I was in, I was, in, I was in a hurry to get the videos done and get back here to do this with you. And I had to go to the bank and I got to go to the bank. I got to go to the bank. I didn't have to go anywhere. I got right. to go to the bank. It was a pleasure to go to the bank. And I was running into the bank, like running. And I got to the door and I kind of ran by this woman who was like, I would say 50 feet back this way. And I knew she was going to go in the bank too. And I was like, maybe I'll beat her to the line. <laughs> And so I got to the door and then I opened the door and I stood there and she had like, let's say there was like seven seconds yet before she would make it to the door. And instead of rushing up to the line, I stopped and I held the door for her and I just held it open. And she, it took her a while. I mean, she was like one, two, three, four, five. And she gets to the door and she grabs it. She said, well, thank you very, very much. That was very thoughtful and you didn't need to do that. And I just looked at her and I said, you're absolutely welcome. That's the least I could do. And she looked at me like sideways. She's like, like there was something that happened there. Like that was different than what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I think everything happens for a reason. And I also. Um, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I let that, 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 that stuck with me this morning too. That idea of holding the door open for a stranger for a longer amount of time than what would be considered customary. Yeah. Try that, by the way. It's really good. People, yeah. people really appreciate oh, yeah. it. You make yeah, it. Yeah, you make yeah. it you know. I, I love – well, it's it's interesting that you bring that up as like the small acts of kindness yeah. you know, to other people, especially – and this is the especially part – especially when it's inconvenient. Oh, right. Those right. are the ones That's that true. I like. Acts of kindness, yeah. especially when it's inconvenient. Like, you know, right. you're running into the bank. You're doing the thing. You're in a big hurry. You got the stuff going on, you know, and it's like, ooh, it's going to be really inconvenient for me to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway, and I'm going to hold the door for her. Right. Uh, I got to go. I got to – yeah. And oh, then man. it's like, Dude, yes. boom, you know, like yeah. blessings, you know, yes, and like all yes. this amazing stuff happens, you know, and it's like, well, I wasn't yeah. really expecting that. And it's like, mm-hmm. right. And and right. And I think this is my take on it, and this is the whole reason for this podcast too is that, you know, it – it, it it's a it's to give, you know, like yeah. I would be going and taking listings. You could be taking listings. You could be mm-hmm. prospecting. You could be doing these things. You could be doing whatever. You know, you you could be honestly. You could probably be taking a nap with your with your daughter at the house with the dog and the the, the PJs the and the pants and the fire and the everything. Yeah, and it's like, well, you, why didn't you do that? And it's like, well, because you're doing this because you're giving value, which you've given huge value. You know, and and is it inconvenient? Well, yeah, it's inconvenient. You know, because you, you you know, it's it's outside of the things that you normally do. Mm-hmm. And and I have not a doubt in my mind that as a result of that, probably will even happen today that there will be another thing that'll happen. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I like that. You know, and it's all yeah. as a result from you know just yeah. doing. Um, they call it like the little extra bit, right? People always refer to it. I think as a little extra bit. Um, if you're really truly doing the little extra bit, 
it's going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, do you mean just going a little bit further than what? Yeah. Um, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. I mean, whatever it yeah. is. I mean, and that, that was, uh, um, I learned that a long time ago from my dad, actually. I got to plug my headset in. I was going to die. Hold on. Right on. Hey. All right. Yeah. yeah. I was going to get some water, but I just realized that my, looks like there's a bunch of agents that just arrived and, I, and I'll get, I'll get entangled in a conversation. Oh and, yeah, and, for yeah. sure. Yeah. It'll be like, the, yeah. Hey, do you have time for a quick second? Oh, yeah, got a minute, got a minute, got a minute. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, 30 minutes later. Yeah, so the, uh, uh, what I learned from my dad, and, and it, I didn't, this is how my mind works. <clears throat> I didn't understand that I had actually learned it until I looked back into the past and sort of like, it was sort of mm. like was, was like recollecting and reminiscing. Um, you know, yeah. my dad's still alive. I love my dad. Um, because, it, uh, uh, one of the most, um, I'm, I'm trying to say this so it's accurate because of course he's my dad and I would embellish it happily. Um, he is a very successful business person. So I was going to say the most brilliant businessman that I've ever met, which mm. I think that he is. Um, wow. is he, he, but everything that he did, it always seemed to work out, right? Even, mm. even when it wasn't really working out. So he did a uh, farm machinery dealer. He was a farm machinery dealer. So he sold, uh, uh, case and international harvester and a bunch of other stuff. And of course I'm in Montana. So we all know what that means. So other people that are watching this are like, what the hell? Like, just don't worry about it. Um, mm-hmm. but the, uh, 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 he, he ran a great farm machinery business, highly profitable, made those companies lots and lots and lots of money. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, they were starting to merge a lot of those companies together, right? Cause case is now not just case, it's case. IH, which is Casey International Harvester, because they merged the companies. And mm-hmm. as they were starting to merge the companies, they were starting to take dealers out of the mix. And so here, here, here he is, highly profitable, running a tight ship, been doing it his whole life. And they walked in and they, they shut him down, took the franchise mm-hmm. away. It was a big deal. Wow. You yeah. know, cause it went from like, wow. you know, I, I, I know where my trajectory is. This is how, it, how it's going. And now all of a sudden it's like, you know, like, Right. It's just gone. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we opened a tire shop. So he had a big shop, right? So we opened a tire shop. And uh, I never really took that for what it actually was. He took, <laughs> he took an extremely profitable, successful business that was basically like just disappeared on him, pivoted it to a tire shop without basically even moving a, a, or, or missing a beat. Hmm. The prof, and, and, and the, and the tire shop was a highly successful, profitable tire shop. Totally, you know, totally different things. And then he told me what the secret was. Um, my, so my, my dad, when he would do maintenance on, uh, on farm machinery, if, say it was a, not a huge part, like not like a combine header or something, but say it was like a starter or an alternator. Or, you know, needed belts or something like that. Um, he would take it, uh, he would take the parts, he would put them in an airplane that he bought specifically for this, and he would fly it out to the farm and he would install the parts on the farm, right? He didn't have to do that. Did he charge him for it? He charged him shop rate. Did he charge mm-hmm. him for air freight, air travel? No, he didn't do any of that. He just would land out on the county mm-hmm. road and taxi into their driveway. <laughs> What? And jump out with his 
you know, with his toolbox or whatever, like, hey, how's it going? And they give him a cup of coffee or whatever. He'd jump over there and work on the thing, you know, repair whatever, pile up all his stuff, get on the county road, fly, take off, poof, just done. And so then in the tire can, shop. Can I stop you just for, can I stop you just for a minute? I don't want to. Yeah. Can you, can you land a small plane on the county road legally? Yeah. You don't have to be on an airport landing, landing strip. You can do it anywhere you damn well please and legally take off from like a dirt road. Yeah. Um, so interstates, highways, no. So right. if you I land got, on a highway, yeah. yeah, you better yeah, declare an emergency. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the same thing with taking off. Um, I mean, because it's a big deal. You've got to like close the road down, you know, and, right. and stuff like that. But like on a county road, no, like the farmer would go out in his truck and like go down to the end of the road, you know, like turn his flashers on and like stand next to the truck. Right. And if somebody came up like, oh, oh just wait for a second that, you know, he's yeah. taking off. Yeah. Yeah. Is this a is this a Montana thing? I, I'm, I'm getting the sense. Okay, I'm getting the sense that like I couldn't just go out here and hop in my Cessna and go down to the county road and go and then just take off. I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated. I hope I hope I can. I'll have to. But, I'll have to. I'll have to look into it. I know that that. Okay, please I know let that me that know because that's 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 amazing. I love yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So don't don't yeah, yeah don't take yeah. don't hold you that one. Don't no 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 no. David. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I don't know if it's legal. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, yeah, like, I, I have no idea. David fella? I'm like, you know, David, David. Yeah, John, John, John Johnson. Dan, uh, yeah, no, it's Dan, 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 Dan Johnson, actually. His name's not right. David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. Yeah. So, okay, uh, sorry, I interrupted. I just had yeah, to yeah. go. Okay, go ahead. Well, yeah. and, the and tire so, store. Yeah, so that was one of the things. And so now he's got a tire shop. And uh, uh, there would be people that would call the uh they would call the shop it'll be after hours right clearly after hours 7 30 at night and he would happen to be down there let's say he wasn't there all the time but a lot of times he'd be down there he'd be like doing the books they're like oh, we have a flat tire <laughs> and i was like okay where are you at and they're like we're out on the highway and he was like okay how long you know like do you need it done now yeah we need it done now okay i'll be right out wow yeah wow and he would jump in the service wow. truck and and so that became kind of my job too, you know, is that I was the service truck guy. Mm. And I know that this is yeah. a long story, but there's a really there's a really big point to this, and it does make okay. me emotional yeah. because yeah. I love my dad. Yeah. Um, awesome. and and uh, uh, one day I came back, <laughs> and I told him I was like fucking done doing all of this service work. I'm done. I don't want to go out in the truck anymore. Like, how come all the other guys like get a, you know, get a hangout in the shop and they like, you know, put on tires and whatever. And they, you know, they have like their cup of coffee and like everything's good for these guys. Yeah. I'm out on the cozy, yeah, yeah. I'm out on the road, like you know, like hope hoping that people see that I put out the cones and that the lights are on and that the, you know, that I don't get like run over and like all these things. You know, and he said, yeah, I understand. It's really inconvenient. I totally get it. Um, and he said, but you got to understand um, that it's the little things that keep this place going. Mm. And mm. at the time, you know, of course, you know, because I, I was like 19 or 20 at the time. And I was just like, fuck you, dad. You know, it's the little things that keep this place going. Like you just, you know, I'm cheaper than the other guys. That's why you have me out there. Um, mm. He gave me an wow. opportunity to learn something that 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 I I use it 
as much as I possibly can. I was going to say every day, but that's probably dishonest because I don't know if I use it every day. But it's just doing the little extra thing. Yeah. And it's usually it's usually shitty and it's usually inconvenient and it's usually uncomfortable and it's usually bothersome. And it, and it, it, but people don't even pay attention. Like in a real estate transaction, you know, we get, we do the thing, right? We go into contract, we do the thing, we get to the closing. Well, yeah, it was really great. We did the thing. We got, yeah. and, and then um, there, there are a couple of instances that I can think of. Um, but, but the big one is, is that uh, there, there was this older couple uh, that I helped sell their house. Right. And it was a very difficult sale. They were overpriced in the beginning. I had let them know that they're overpriced in the beginning, that we need to do price reductions. We've got to do the stuff, you know, whatever. And they were resistant. They didn't want to do it, but they did it finally. We finally got it under contract. And we finally got to the close. And the whole reason they were doing this is so they can get down uh, to their uh, um, uh, son or daughter because their grand their grandkids live further down south. Mm. So that's the whole reason why they did it. And throughout the entire process, they were really concerned about rentals because they were going to rent. Mm. They're like, we haven't been able to find a rental. I don't, I don't, I don't know how we're going to do this. So um, the entire time that we were under contract, I know that this is a big deal to them. And it only took me like one or two minutes, like at a, at a sitting, is that I would call property management companies and I would interview them. And I would let them know, like, hey, this is what's happening. This is important. Mm-hmm. Here's the reason why they're doing it. These guys are really great people. And a lot of the property managers were like, yeah, whatever. You know, we don't really give a shit. And I found two, though, that were like, okay, yeah, I, I will we'll take them and move them to the top of the list. And this was, I don't know, probably six years ago. So it was before, like, the yeah. big boom. Yeah. And um, uh, and and so a couple of days before closing, the, one of the property managers was like, I think that we found one that might work for him. And I was like, oh, okay, great. You know, and I kind of expected something like that would happen. And so at the closing table, um, you know, when we were done, I just handed him a piece of paper and I said, here's the name and a number of somebody. Um, I've been talking to property managers while you're under contract. I know you've been looking too, but I think that they have a place that might work for you. So when you're done here, just give them a call. Just like, and their response was? Well, their response, her response was like teary. Like, yeah, right. You know, and, and uh, right. And Bob, uh, Bob was like, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Cause he was like, Mr. You know, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. You know, I got a handshake or whatever. <laughs> right. And and what's interesting yeah. about that is that those guys, they don't even live in the state anymore. They have referred more business to me. Oh yeah. From the people oh, yeah. that live up here still that they're in communication with than anybody that I've ever received referrals from that actually lives here. That doesn't surprise, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. You, 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 the, you know, the term going over and above, that's obviously uh, overused, but that extended way beyond the scope of what our normal uh, fiduciary, far beyond fiduciary and, and into right. friendship and then even extending beyond that. Like, truly, I think, I think she still fall, I think it might even fall under the, uh, probably a, a broader definition of fiduciary, which is to, to look out for someone. Right? right to look out for the best interest of another individual, which is what you were doing, but way beyond the scope of your of your job. Um, that's awesome, man. Like yeah. that's like life changing, and uh, that had a impact, obviously, forever. Yeah, yeah. well, it's like that. That perfect. Here's here's the fun part about it too is that I can go back and I've I've thought about it a, a few different times. It took me about 16 minutes. Yeah. Right. 
Well, it, it reminds me of um, two things come to mind when you when you tell that story. One is about your dad, and the other is about this particular thing. Is is they say you know as agents, uh, we really have a unique opportunity to to be more than an agent, to be a connector, um, to be a, a resource, to be somebody that solves problems and solves a lot of problems. They're thereby solving. And we're not solving like huge problems like water heaters and furnace breaking down at the transaction and right. inspection and stuff. But like if you solve a thousand or ten thousand little problems, you're solving big problems. And um, and that's like that's like service, man. Like that is like you have an opportunity to be the the local economist of choice, to be the the walking Rolodex. You got you got you need a person. I got a person. Tell you what, I don't have an yeah. answer. Let me go get it for you. And then you spend five minutes just on the phone and you connect them together. Hey, Joe, meet Bob. Here you go. And they're like, man, I love that David guy. Um, David's the guy. You want to go? You want to go to guy? Call David the guy. So like it elevates the level of of our industry. And also our value to the marketplace, right? Yep. Um, yeah. Let me message my uh, my lovely bride um, that I'm on a call with you. Hold on. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, that's no, so good. Well, the best part of this too is that all this it's unedited. Oh, I love that. So I'm texting my wife. I almost did like the standard, like you push the button that says, "Can I call you later?" Right. Um, and uh, and I'm going to do like, what's up? I love you. Yeah, I didn't do that. I love you. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> it takes too long. But so the other part, David, too, is is, a, is about your dad. Is I just heard something this week, and you know, we talk about um, programming. We talk about the self-image. And I heard someone say something that was interesting this way is, is if you, um, oh, she just responded back, butt dial. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm off the hook. Um, she called me with her ass, which is great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew something stunk about that call. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, old man, dad, humor. Um, is that if you don't clean this stuff up, in other words, if we don't clean up our bad programming and our negative and our really the attributes that are just not great, the, the parts of our personality, the facets that are just not serving ourselves or others, our family or anybody else, negativity, uh, lack and limitation, complaining, worry, doubt, frustration, all of those things, if you don't clean that shit up, you're passing it on your kids. Mm-hmm. You're passing. Your kids are just going to go. Whoop, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you for programming me, and I'm going to run out the program, the automaton of that shit for the rest of my life, and I'm not going to know what it was. And the thing is, is I will call it fate. I will say it was not God, God's uh, plan for me, and that's bullshit because our Creator wants good for us. So, yeah, what man. I love about your story of your dad is that he had nothing to clean up. He he sh- he showed you like true like it's the little things that keep the business going. Yeah, fuck yeah it is. <laughs> yeah, right. And doing the extra things and going the extra mile and and doing the the little things makes a huge difference. It doesn't take a lot of time. It takes intentionality and giving a shit. <laughs> yeah, care, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love well, that man. And and the part that I love, and I I never noticed this, uh, or, or I, I shouldn't say never noticed. I never really fully comprehended um, that while all this was while all this was going on, in the back of his mind, you know, he still is like, I I can't believe that they took the franchise away. Hmm. Why would they do that? So here's yeah. this thing. Now that's gone. Now this is there's this other yeah. thing, and and I I I've had a chance to talk to him. Uh, a couple of times about it and it's like how did you 
how did you make that that transition mm-hmm. and that 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 pivot so quickly and basically seamlessly because that's not an easy thing to do and he was <laughs> uh his this is all he all he's ever said he was like you do you do what you got to do <laughs> well look look <laughs> let's just go back to the beginning okay let's go back to the beginning so our we you can tell you can tell uh, the value that we're bringing to the world at large. And you can tell our mark that we're making here on planet earth, uh, based on the, the, the size of the problem that gets you down based on the size of the problem gets you down. So in other words, if you're, if you're thrown off your, off your path by a small or mediocre problem, you, you just, it's a, it's a measuring stick. You just know. And so if you just know what you're, what you're, what you're bringing here to the equation and so if you have a big problem brought to you, here we go again with the self-image, though. Your dad's image is, is I find a way to win. I win no matter what. And I'm the sort of person who wins no matter what. The losing is not an option. In fact, I don't care if it's, if it's uh, shipping rubber dog shit to China to, <laughs> to, for the business. <laughs> as, long as, there's a, as long as there's someone in China that wants rubber dog shit, I don't know. But, yep. but it doesn't matter. It could be tires or it could be... Um, it could be uh, tractors, right? It doesn't matter it, because winning is winning. And I think that that's a, that's a trait that you picked up. And I think that, you know, we know that if, if you picked you up and you're, or picked uh, me up and they just plopped us down in XYZ uh, city in the USA, except for that one that you really don't like, Topeka, I think it is, right? <laughs> right. I'm not a big Fucking fan Topeka? of I'm no, not a big fan of Topeka. No, yeah. I said Fargo, and you're like, oh, no, I got a place for you. <laughs> yes, it's true. And I love it. You painted a good picture for me. So, um, but, you know, <laughs> is that like you just find a way to win? And and so is it nature or nurture? I think it's both. And you get you get the good stuff genetically programmed, but then also you've got the you got the good stuff uh, environmentally with the lessons and like, hey, this is this is how we do. We mm-hmm. we do winning here. <laughs> Yeah. Right. I should say we be winning. We be winners so that we do winning, so that yeah. we have the things we want to have. That's what he taught you. Which, yeah, you know, that's, I didn't that's know. Powerful. I, yeah, and I didn't know it. You, you bring up something too that I just was. Uh, I, I read an article. You know, it's one of the uh, uh, you know like the spam articles where you have to like click the thing to go to the next slide. Yeah. Click the thing to go. To, <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Rabbit. Rabbit hole, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. I clicked on this one, you know, because it it just said that gets this me, guy it gets me every time when when they, when they want to show me like which which uh, did you see? Uh, you see Tom Cruise's how he's aged, or... right, right, right. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? Wait, oh, interesting. Where? Interesting. I didn't know. And then yeah. you get to him, you're like, ah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. With the, the title on this one is that uh, it just said this man has lived in a machine for 70 years. And I was like, lived in a machine mm-hmm. for 70 years. And it was about this guy that he got polio when he was a kid in the 50s. And so, of course, the polio oh. pandemic had been going on for like a long time. Right. Um, and and it, but he got in the 50s. And so they put him in an iron lung. Right. Because oh. his, his lungs were, were stopping oh. working. And so they put him in an iron lung. Um that guy, uh, he became, he got his law degree in an iron lung. Hmm. No. He opened, uh, yeah, he opened a, a law firm in an iron lung. Uh, he paints, his pictures are actually pretty, they're pretty impressive. I looked at a couple of them. He paints in an iron lung. He uses his mouth. There's a stick. He paints with a stick. 
that has a paintbrush on attached. Yeah. So he wrote a book with a stick. So he, he would turn his head and punch it out on Mm -hmm. a keyboard. He wrote it with a stick. And so when you were talking about, you know, nature or nurture, and when you were talking about like genetics, the thing that's so interesting is that if somebody wants to fucking win, yeah, they're going to fucking win. They're going to win. That's right. That's right. But that's right. I mean, just like period, period. Like if someone wants to fucking win, they're going to win. Period. Yeah. Period. I was just having this conversation yesterday with an agent who was, you're having a kind of like one of these conversations about, about winning. I just said, you know, I said, "Mm, you know, I said, here's the deal. I said, if you have real big, compelling reasons, real reason, like the, the, the person who has a compelling reason, the agents that do extremely well, when I see them come through the, the halls of, of Yoda Real Estate and they, they, you know, they stay and they go, whatever, like they're here and maybe they stay for a year, maybe they stay here for four years. The ones that have won, they've had real big ass reasons to win. They, mm-hmm. not, hey, I'm a single father. I've got a son at home. Uh, it's a real example. Uh, I quit my job to come here. Um, I have no other choice. I'm 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 gonna fucking win, and and that's it. I, I yeah. I, what do I do? Okay, come here, come over here, put my arm around you. Here's what you do: do what I'm doing until such time you do it better than me. And uh, I promise you, you will win if you follow this. You model after this, then you do it better than me. Okay, sound good? He's a head down, did it. And then he said, "Who's that guy on the board?" Which we had a big sales board. So that's that's Ed. He said, "You top guy." He said, "Yeah." Said, Look at his numbers there. He said, he said, "Not for long." I said, "Great, super. I like I like that." I like confidence. Confidence wins the day. And um, a little cocky, but I'm okay with it too. Whatever. I'd rather have cocky sure. than timid, right? And yeah. so sure as shit, six months later, top guy, um, single father, mortgage, car payment, had to win or perish. That's that's it. So if you have if you come to the equation, I think we're getting on we're pumping up against another thing here, is that you've like you got nothing driving you you don't if you win big deal if you lose who fucking cares and you're sort of in the cozy middle that's where people are resting in the cozy middle mm-hmm. like they're right in the middle right you hear the story about the dog on the porch do you hear that story yep yeah yeah the hound dog that's just wailing away because he's, he's he's resting on the nail and the neighbor says what the hell is wrong with your dog nothing he's just lying on the nail well that's it we're just lying on the nail because right. it just doesn't hurt bad enough to get get our asses in motion and we have nothing um, that we don't have a big ass reason for doing it. If you have a big ass reason, we will do it. Yeah. 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 You know? When, and, and what I like about what you're talking about too, is that it, it's the two motivations is the pleasure motivation or the pain motivation. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and, and yeah. either one, either one works, you know, uh, if, if you're, if you're trying to do something, I'm a pain motivated person. I know that, you know, like I, I right. tried to lie to myself for years and be like, I'm pleasure motivated. No, I'm not. I'm pain motivated. I'm pain motivated. So what winds up happening is that I wind up concocting these these kind of interesting scenarios in my head where it's like, okay, well that that sort of stuff could happen and that would be really bad. How do I prevent that from happening? I know. Well, I'll make a right. shitload of money. I'll make a right. and then and then I make a shitload of money <clears throat> and that goes away because I know that that pain that's that's not a, that's not a it's not a pain point for me anymore. So what yeah. do I need to do? I got to go find another pain point. Manufacture new pain. It's interesting you say that is that, that you said that manufacturing the pain. And the, the advice I was giving to this agent yesterday was if you got somebody that comes in here and they live with their mom and dad, for example, and, you know, they don't really have any overhead. 
uh, you got to manufacture a, a goal. Like, man, you put yourself on the on the hook. Go out and buy a fucking BMW. I don't care. Do something that puts you on the hook. Go out and book a vacation that costs twenty thousand dollars to travel Europe and make it. Push it out to six months from now. Put it on your calendar and go buy a ticket and put a down payment on that son of a bitch. And you're gonna then you're manufacturing you're manufacturing reasons, right? You, if you don't have any reasons, make the reasons, right? right? Make the reasons, make make improving yourself. If you're a single guy, you don't have any reasons or you're kind of wallowing around and, and meandering about life like you're a ship out in the, in, the, um, in the bay without a rudder, manufacture a reason. Maybe you want to attract the perfect mate. Well, how do you do that? You improve yourself. You improve yourself. You work on yourself every day. You become worthy of having uh, uh, the, the perfect mate. You work on your body, you work on your mind, you work, you work right. on your spirit, you work on your intentionality, you work on your being more uplifting, more caring, more grateful, all those things that someone would be. Uh, and by the way, you also attract that sort of person to you by doing that. So I think there's something in that. Yeah, you manufacture the pain, you manufacture the pleasure. I think I've also read that like the long-term manufacturing of pain is actually like far more painful way of, of living than, than creating a big, huge vision that is like really compelling. I'm glad that you brought that up you know, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because well, I mean, what, you know, yeah. this, this is a real life example of it is that I know that I'm pain motivated. And so I've done these things, right. Where I'm like, okay. You know, and I haven't gone out and done like crazy, you know, financial things, you know, like, uh, you know, I went and bought an airplane or I did this, you know, now I'm on yeah. the hook for it, you know, but what I'll do, you know, cause I've gone broke before. Yeah. You know, so I, yeah. I, I know what that feels like. I remember that. I'll yeah. probably never forget that in my, my whole life here uh, here's how i here's how i define it um so I, I, as as you know i also used to be a, a little bit of a drinker i don't do that anymore yeah. Yeah. um and uh um so i was at my house and this was during the great recession and uh i didn't have any business going on you know because i was a little bit in the same state that that you were in when you described it you know like i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing like what how do i how do i do this thing because when i got into real estate i didn't have anybody to coach me i didn't have anybody to train me i didn't know the fundamentals of real estate i didn't even know there were fundamentals of real estate i i didn't yeah. know that there were like these things that you do you know so i'm just kind of like you know just hope that this all works out i guess and um uh, so i was at my house and uh there i i felt kind of like a bum you know, because I wasn't doing anything. And so I decided I'd start putting the clothes away. Now, what do you do? You didn't put the clothes away. I guess that's, that's beneficial. And I was, I was putting, uh, my wife doesn't like me sharing the story either, but I do it anyway. Um, yeah. I, was, I was putting her underwear away and I realized that every single pair of underwear that she had had holes in them. And I was like, what in the hell is going on here? This is a bunch mm. of bullshit. My wife's rolling around with holes in her underwear. Mm. And so when she got home, you know, of course, because, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm concerned about this, you know, and it's like, Hey, what's the deal with the holes in the underwear? And she, <laughs> I, she, she looked at me and I'll never forget the look. And she said, we're broke. I, I don't have money. We don't have money for me to get new underwear right now. Mm. Wow. And yeah, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the kind of shit right there. Yeah, that's like how that's broke the, we were. Yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, we were, yeah. we, we couldn't make our mortgage payment. Um, we were having a struggle between deciding, like, are we paying utilities or are we going to buy food? Yeah. What are we doing? Right. You know, well, yeah. we paid utilities last month, so we're all caught up. So let's buy food this month. <laughs> wow. You know? Yeah. 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 And, and, and it's this, wow. 
it was a, it was this terrible thing. And what happened though, and I'll tell you how I got out of it, out of that particular case, um, is that I didn't have a single fucking thing to do with it. I didn't have anything to do with how I got out of that. Um, we wound up losing the house, um, had a bunch of IRS debt, you know, hadn't paid my taxes, obviously, you know, cause why, you know, who does that when you're losing your house and shit, right? right? So the first thing you do, David, you pay your taxes. Right, you, right, right. Yeah. Then you eat. Yeah. 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 yeah yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and and so, Uncle Sam, then you feed your kids. Yeah. 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 Well, so I remember that there was this guy and I, I don't even, I don't even remember. I don't really even remember who he was. But it gave me a, uh, you know, the old cassette books. You get a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. the, the 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 programs with like the seven in the cover. Yeah, embedded in. Yeah, yeah. I still have it. Um, I'm thinking yeah. about actually, like getting it plaqued somehow. Mm. Um, yeah. What was it? Which one was it? Uh, it was uh, Mike Ferry. Mm. So it was a Mike Ferry. Yeah. yeah. And I I was like, wait, <laughs> you know, I guess I'll pop that out. And I started listening to Mike Ferry tape and he said something about just get a phone book. Right. And I was like, get a phone book. And so I was like, I yeah. have a phone book. And so I got a phone book and I started in a, and yeah. um, I got down to a guy, his name, uh, last name is Ahern. He's since passed away. Um, and uh, he picked up the phone and I said, I didn't even have a script. I said, do you want to sell your house? <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a script. I'm sorry, yeah. but I'm, yeah. I'm calling, I'm going to call that a script. Yeah. It's well, it's the, best, yeah. it's the best that I had. And this guy, yeah, I love that. he said, how do I know that this isn't a scam? And I said, well, <laughs> that's a good question. I don't know. I, I guess, uh, I mean, we could get together. I could just show you that I'm real, you know? And he was like, oh, okay. Right. Well, why don't we go ahead and do that? And I was like, well, uh, so are you thinking about selling your house? And he told me, he was like, as a matter of fact, we were just talking about it this morning. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's very interesting. Okay. So and I went, I yeah. went and I talked to him and, uh, uh, I'm a recovering alcoholic, as you know. So and I'm, I'm yeah. very, very open about that with everybody. Um, uh, and, and proud of that too. <clears throat> but the reason why that's important is because when I called him, I was fucking shit faced. Just, mm. ugh, just shit faced. And wow. so I met with him the next day. And of course I, I was not, I, I was not shit faced when I met with him. Right. And yeah. he, he actually became, <clears throat> he became instrumental in my sobriety because he had about 46 years of sobriety. Mm. Wow. So um, the, the, the point that I'm making, and it kind of goes back to what it was that you were talking about, like things that just happen, happen. And I won't get into all the details because there are some details that I just can't share because um, that would yeah. be unfair to him and, quite frankly, unfair yeah. to me. Um, yeah. But I I wound up listening to their house. I never got it sold, but I pulled two buyers off of it, which mm-hmm. which started started my slow climb out of it, which also sure. got me to the point yeah. where I, you know, ultimately, you know, it was uh, it, it was a, a, about uh, yeah, it would have been about three years after that I got sober, um, and he was there for that. Oh. And yeah. what was it? So, okay. Well, is it fair to say that, that he was the impetus behind you, you joining AA? No. Okay. No, okay. no, no. He okay. Wasn't, so he wasn't, uh, he wasn't the, the, the cause of that. No, no. I, uh, <laughs> well, 
Well, I was, oh, I was going to say, well, what, that's a what, pretty amazing story because then if that he was, then you also not only he got you out of your rut, but he also potentially saved your life because yeah. he got you well, he, on the momentum, he, you know. He uh, uh, he he may have been. I'll have to think about that. But he may have been more important than I'm giving him credit for because I remember sitting down and having the conversation with him, and he asked me. <clears throat> he asked me, you know, like drinking questions, like the way a drunk would ask another drunk drinking questions. So of course I'm talking to him because I'm like, dude, this guy's cool as hell. You know, I didn't know that he had so many years of sobriety. You know, but. Mm. Um, you know, what, are, had, what are drinking? I don't even know what drinking questions. What are drinking questions? Like flavors and what? Like you just got to be an alcoholic. <laughs> so, <laughs> drinking you know, Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You know, if you're an alcoholic and you're talking to an alcoholic, you'll know those questions. You know, yeah, so drinking questions. Right. Kudos yeah. to you. The fact that you don't know those questions yeah, off the I, top of your I, head probably is a good I sign. I kind of want to know what they are. Let's have it be a separate podcast. It's called Drinking Questions. Uh, yeah. Well, just, <clears throat> sorry, I got a frog in my throat. Well, well, one of the things is this, is that drunks, drunks are, are, we're really open with the things that we did. Drunks in recovery. Okay. The people that have got it figured out, you know, that have found a program of recovery that works for them, you know, and, and the, the important thing about, uh, about this program that I'm part of is that it's totally anonymous. And so um, one of the traditions is, is that we remain anonymous in uh, uh, press, radio, and films. And and so that's why I don't really talk about that, you know, because mm-hmm. that, that's an important element of the program. I owe that, I owe that program a lot. Um, those people in, in, in that program literally saved my life. And, yeah, right. and so, you know, I'll talk about it, but I refer to it as something different, you know. And, I see. And, yeah. and, and so the um, – you know, the, the questions are a lot like, or it isn't even questions. We'll just say stuff, you know, where it's like, I got, I got so shit faced, you know, that I rolled my vehicle three times, wound up in the mm. ditch and got a DUI and spent the next six months in jail. And then mm. everybody's like, mm. <laughs> oh, you might, I got one for you. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, well they, got, they want to one up you. Well, no, not, it's not even one up. It's not even one up. Mm. I mean, we'll just sit there. We'll just sit there. We'll, we'll laugh with one another because the thing is, is that we, we identify with that misery, you know, because we we can talk about it now in in the way that you know these are the things that we did, and here's what we learned from it, and here's how we are now, and we're not like that now. Um, yeah, got it. And yeah, and and so I didn't realize that that's what this guy was doing, but he he in in a very subtle way showed me that there was a different way that you could do that, and hmm. maybe he was a little more instrumental that I that I give him credit for because. Yeah. Um, uh, and and I'll, I'll have to go back and kind of recollect it, but um, you know, throughout the throughout the years, um, he actually wound up passing away here not too long ago. He got lymph, like really aggressive lymphoma and, and died. Um, I still talk to his wife; she's amazing. I just love her. But um, you know, that I th- I think the ultimate point that I was making with that too is that you never really know what's going to happen, but so long as you're doing something. Right, you're doing something, and you've got a reason behind it. Yeah, just let the rest of the stuff kind of shake out the way that yeah. it's going to shake out, and it'll take yeah. you. It, it'll ultimately get you not even necessarily where you want to be at that particular moment, mm-hmm. but where you're ultimately destined to be. And and yeah. that that was where you know the reason why I bring this up with with this guy in particular is that I just wanted to pay my fucking utility bill. Yeah, I just right. wanted to. That that yeah. was it. That was the goal. I just want to pay my mm-hmm. bills. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to be able to get my wife, you know, underwear, underwear. that doesn't have fucking holes right. in it. Right. And yeah. what, what ultimately happened with that, and I know I'm kind of capitalizing on this because this is supposed to be about you, but I, I have to share this. I can look back on that <clears throat> from the point that I started to where I am now and, and realize that it all happened exactly the way that it was supposed to happen. And along the way, I had oh. these little fucking pea-brained ideas of how I thought that it was supposed to look. But right. there were these people that were placed along the way, you know, that were just right. like, keep an open mind, David. Just right. keep an open mind. You know, right. uh, you know, how about this? Think about that. You know, and, and the only thing that mm. I did was I listened. I mm. didn't know really how to do much anything else very well, but I, I, I had the ability to listen. And so I listened to these guys. I got a good fucking life. You know, I'm not, I'm not Elon Musk by any stretch of the imagination, but I got, I got vehicles that are paid off and shit. Right. That's right. You know, yeah. Right. I, I've, I've, yeah. Investment properties, you know, and I'm not, yeah. you're, you know, having this as like a brag list because I look at this stuff mm-hmm. every morning and it's even hard to understand that this is me. Right. You know, that, yeah. that, that, that that's where I was and this is where I am now. Mm-hmm. And I look at the things yeah. that happened, you know, in between that and, you know, it was it's amazing. Well, it's exactly what you were talking about. Well, it's the, the people that show, you know, um, uh, Steve Jobs said you can't, can't ever connect the dots going forward, only backwards. And that's what you're talking about. And then you're also talking about, um, yeah. Uh, oh gosh. What is it? Um, Quantum Leap, in the Quantum Leap book, um, he talks about unseen, unseen guides, which is basically like those, the people and the circumstances and the events that, that show up. And, uh, and you just don't, you don't, you can't plan for that stuff. No. You just need a starting point and a landing place. So like, like, this is where I'm starting. This is where I'm ending. Of course, like, you don't always know for sure where we're going to end up. And the, the path sometimes takes a different course. Um, I, I coach to and, and believe that if you have a landing place where you, 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 you this is what I want to achieve. This is where I'm starting. You don't have to know what's in here. In fact, you don't, what's, you, you gotta, you gotta ratchet your attention on the landing place. Otherwise you've fallen into the crevice. Right. And so, um, this stuff in the middle is where the unseen forces, the people, circumstances, events, and people like that guy, uh, show up and, uh, you're like, wow, that was, that was on, on, I, I was, I did, did not plan on that. That was not a part of this, uh, this equation, but it was a part of the equation. Right. Right. Um, right. right. Yeah. Shit, I just good. realized this too. I have kept you for 30 minutes longer than we had agreed. Well, so no, sorry. actually, no, we, you, we agreed to two hours and we are actually upon the two hours because I was 30 minutes yep. late. Oh, you remember that? Perfect. I, I do remember yeah. that. I do. Remember. Yeah, I, I was going to, I, I was going to make you, I was going to make you fuck your whole schedule up, you know, so well, I appreciate no, it. You, you you didn't. I appreciate you, man. And this is the this is an awesome conversation. And um, two hours goes by uh, quickly when you're when you're having fun. Yeah, right. without a doubt. Well, and so the, the last thing, um, and this is this I think is really important. Um, you're a coach, aren't you? I am. Do you take in our coaching clients? No. Okay. Uh, yeah, yes, I am. And so I am, uh, I'm really passionate about, as you can, you can hear when I start to get excited and share and, and my arms might start flailing around and you get like, there's an intensity in my eye is when we're talking about this stuff, this stuff, what is this stuff? 
it's the self-image it's it's um it's intentionality around being successful but underneath it though what's driving that that's what that's really what gets me going because uh, i wasn't always this way and i didn't have it figured out and so for me to find this thing that i'm like oh i understand that now connected to god's going backwards like i had a thing that led me to a thing and your thing was the underwear and the wife's uh, the hole in the wife's underwear and, and my thing was um you know uh, not being able to pay for christmas uh, in 2011 with uh, two two kids and one of the way and uh the funny thing about that story is that my wife that year she got me a uh, she purchased from me the, the the christmas gift she got for me was a magic kit <laughs> and uh you know with the the fucking wand and the hat and the yeah and all this shit and uh yeah, it's just a funny shit. Like that's how that's how broke we were. She got me a fucking magic kit. Like Merry Christmas. Here you go. Yeah, you broke ass. You broke ass, son of a bitch. And uh, the budget was like nothing, right? So when you get a guy, you get him a magic kit so he can like poof away all of his all of his uh, concerns. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you? Can you make those bills <laughs> go awesome. away? You know, I, I, I've never met your wife, but I, I, I can tell you that, that obviously you guys are bent to be. Oh yes. We're, we're two peas in a pod. We, we have, uh, <laughs> we're, 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 uh, we're two peas in a pod. Let me just put That's it that way. Awesome. Her name is Jenny. Uh, you know, like, uh, Forrest Gump talks about GNA. Oh yeah. That's about. right. Yeah. Um, so, but that was my moment. And then, um, and then it propelled me to take action and go do the thing because I had a big ass reason for doing so. And I vowed that I'd never be in that situation again. Cut all ties, found the mentor and the guide, and found the path, followed the path, and it got me to the next place where I hit my head on the ceiling, the upper limit, and which is where I was seeking out um, a mentor again um, about four years ago with. Uh, with Bob Proctor and the, and the coaching that were what the first, that first stage from 2011 to 2018, right around there was not, wasn't grounded in what I'm sharing with you now. It was grounded in more of like a big ass reason. And, and yet I still had a limit an upper limit. Now that I know what I know now, I realize that these upper limits are based on the, the self image. I'm doing this because this represents the, the, the limit and and we all operate within a limit. We just don't know that. So if you think about the thermostat, like I recognize that if I'm here and I need to go here, I'm simply adjusting the dial. I know how to do that. Before I didn't know how to do that, which do I hit the, the top. And I said, I, I'm, I'm tired of feeling this way. What's that way my wife would say? I say, I feel like I, I can't, I, I have nothing more to give. Like it's, it's empty. <laughs> just, just gone. Like <laughs> there's nothing in there. This shit's empty. Like, you, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup and you can't give what you don't have. Well, so um, I decided I wanted to to pour, put more into me. And that way I can then share more with, with other people and help them do the same thing. So it's, it's, it's moving from, um, from a uh, unconscious competent yep. to conscious competent. So I, I then to, I can, I can share this information. I know how to do it and give the tools to the individual. So the person that wants more and they're asking the question, if you're not asking the question, we're, you know, there's, there's nothing here for you. If you're not asking, in other words, you're not seeking, you're not finding. If you're asking and you're like, you know that your way is not working, 
grade is not working, how do you know? Well, look at your present results in any area. Just line them up. These are areas of my life, relationship, uh, health, spirituality, big one for people, finances. What's the bank account balance looking like right now? Is it where you want it to be? How about your retirement? How's that? Put yourself forward 20 years from now. How are you sitting? Yeah. Can, you, can you live the life you want to do? And all those areas that aren't, if they're, if they're not where you need them to be, then your results are telling you a story, telling us a story about your current actions, which are based on your current thought process, your thought habits, which are driving your feelings and then driving your behavior and actions. So we got to go back to the beginning. Um, if you want more, if you want more than you currently, you just know your way is not working. You're actually asking the question. Then there's a, there's a, there's a path for that. Yeah. You got to want you, it. You got to commit to it. And you know how to show that to people. I do. I do have that. Yeah. We, there's a, it's a proven, it's a proven system that yeah. works for everybody, everybody that follows the system and not everybody does, by the way. Um, so you, that's a, that's a caveat to this. No different than anything else. Um, and the more you put into it, the more you get out and it's proven and it, it, it's proven not only for financial success, but um, for ultimate well-being. And uh, people want to be happy, man. They do. Yeah. They want to yeah. be happy. Most people are not. Well, we'll, uh, uh, we'll post. Um, I think that I've got your link. So we'll we'll post the link down at the bottom of the okay. uh, of, yeah. of the podcast. Um, yeah. If you, if then, you don't uh, have I mean, yeah, you, you, you can reach out to me or I can just, you know, Yoda Results is my website. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. All the videos that we do is uh, is the Kevin Yoder or Yoder Results. If you want to go and find me on YouTube that way, cool. um, easy to find. And, and I share a lot of the stuff we're talking about today. Yeah, right on. Right All on, right, brother. I could talk for another hour. I know. I know. Me too, man. This has been <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, Thank you, brother. Well, yeah, I appreciate it very much. We'll catch you. Uh, well, we'll have to do this again. We'll, we'll we get should you, do it we'll again. Get you on again. Yeah, yeah. Because let's uh, do it. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I can. I, I'm, I'm happy to share with you. I can, as you know, you know, we just we just burned through uh, two hours, and uh, it felt like it felt like five minutes. So thanks for th- thanks for thinking of me and yeah, uh, bringing doubt. me on. Yeah, this is awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. You you were one of the uh, one of the first people that I thought of that would be perfect for this because the uh, the the goal the whole goal of the podcast. Um, and, and maybe I should put this at the beginning of it instead of putting it at the end of, of what we're talking about. But the whole goal of the podcast, um, it, it it's to it it's to show agents that no matter where they are, that they they can change that, yeah. and and that um, their circumstances are not fixed. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's great. That that if that's the goal of your podcast, then then I would say keep on doing that. And that's that's a that's a worthy ideal, as we say. And uh, I, I, don't, I, I do not have any doubts that you'll accomplish helping people see that. Just a little, little glimpse of what's possible. So hopefully, yeah. I've helped with your uh, your cause today. Oh, you definitely have. You definitely have. Yeah. What well, I like this too because I just learned a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. You selfish bastard. No, just... Right. Ooh. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna go. I've got a. Okay. I got, a, I got some offers that came in as we were talking, which is also exciting. Ooh. So uh, yeah, awesome. everything's always working out. Uh, awesome. All right, brother. Take care. Talk to you soon. Okay. See you later. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye.